This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is the live Saturday edition of the program, and uh, we are extra live today. What's that mean? For those of you who only receive the Saturday show, you don't know that we've been at Porkfest um, pretty much for half of the week. We've done uh, two shows. This Porcupine our, uh, Freedom Festival. I was going to get there. The, uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival put on by the Free State Project, of which we are members. And uh, Porkfest has been going on all week long. We've been here since Thursday night broadcasting live. Uh, tonight we're out under the main tent as we were last night. Uh, surrounded, again, by all kinds of wonderful, liberty-loving people. It is really just a fantastic group of uh, individuals who are amazing. They are the best activists in the world. I, I, I feel confident in making that statement. We're going to talk more about the Free State Project. We'll, of course, talk more about the Porcupine Freedom Festival. We're going to have interesting people in on our third microphone here, and the phone lines are open for you, as always, at 1-800-259-9231. Let's... Jump right into the phone calls. Rich is on the line in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Rich. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hi, Rich. You guys enjoying pork sauce? It's awesome up here. What's on your mind? Uh, well, I just wanted to share a, a nifty little thought that I uh, ran across today while I was coming home from doing some shopping. Okay. Uh, I found myself behind a car with a rather interesting bumper sticker on it. And okay. And it... It kind of surprised me that this person had the audacity, and especially in this day and age, to actually put this on their car. It said, the war on drugs is over. The drugs won. Well, I guess, yes, by default. I mean, the drugs themselves didn't even have to do anything. They, uh, they're inanimate objects, and they, were still, uh, they still won against a uh, government with billions of dollars at its disposal and uh, an almost unlimited amount of troops. But I just thought you and your listeners would get a kick out of that. Well, any any sort of anti-drug war bumper sticker, I'm always a fan of. So good for good on that person to to have the courage to put that on their car because it could certainly get them targeted by some unruly police officers. Any other thoughts? Yeah, and there certainly is plenty of that going on. Rich, any other thoughts tonight? Oh no, just wanted to share that with you. Cool, man. Thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joined by our first guest for the evening, Representative Dan Itza from, I don't know, you're somewhere in New Hampshire. Where are you from, Dan? I uh, am from Fremont and represent Epping and Fremont. Okay, excellent. And I, I did, when I heard your name, it rang a bell, and I realized I'd heard you on the Gardner Goldsmith show which means he was either having you on to tear you apart or having you on as a, as a good friend. And I believe it was the good friend one. It is the good friend. So uh, Dennis Goddard from the Liberty Alliance, New Hampshire Liberty Alliance at nhliberty.org, brought you over here to sit you down and, uh, and talk to us about freedom and presumably attaining it through the political process uh, as you are a representative. What, uh, before we get into the conversation, just for my edification, what is your New Hampshire Liberty Alliance uh, rating? Do you know? A+. Plus. A+. Plus. Okay. Good. Very good. I was going to turn him away if he was uh, a C or less. So uh, we, we have our standards around here. And well, it's, it's, it's quite a liberal grade. Uh, A-plus is uh, 90% or better, which I, I, I must say good. I'll take that. Yeah, that's pretty darn good. Uh, so, Dan, you've been involved in the political process here in New Hampshire, and you've, you've seen this influx. We're going to talk, obviously, more about the Free State Project, but you're here at Porcupine Freedom Festival. You're surrounded by an incredible group of activists, and you've been watching, I guess, as these activists have, have filtered in and started to get involved uh, at various different levels, uh, both, of course, uh, political and outside of that. 
What's your take on all of this? I think it is one of the healthiest things I've ever seen. When the um, Free State Project first announced that they were going to be choosing a state, I was hoping that it would be New Hampshire because I welcome political activism, even if they don't agree with me. Um, I think that they are infusing a lot of liveliness to the process, and I am excited about the number of candidates who have moved to this state that are now uh, qualified to run for representative and are. Would you say that they have uh, perhaps maybe begun to tip the scales back toward liberty? I mean, certainly uh, the things have been going in a more pro-government direction in New Hampshire up until recently, but it seems the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance specifically has done a real good job of, of sort of mobilizing the troops, if you will, and bringing them out to oppose some real uh, egregious anti-liberty legislation. I would say that they have brought in a new group of vibrant activists. We have had a growing liberty movement in New Hampshire um, well, through the, the eight years that I've been rep, we've seen uh, the number of uh, liberty-minded representatives grow uh, from 60 my first term to 90 the second term. In the last two terms, it's been about 125. So there's been a steady, a steady growth, uh, but they have, they have added a new life's blood to the process. Absolutely. And that's what, what's vitally important. In any battle, you need reinforcements. And that's who these people are, and they're, uh, they're, of course, are totally peaceful reinforcements as well. This is not a, a violent movement. They're the nicest group of people. Is this your first time out at Porcupine Freedom Festival, or have you been before? It's the first time that I've been able to make it. I oh, have, wow. I have a uh, very disabled son, so oh, uh, being able to organize the time uh, on a weekend to come to such an event. Have you ever, in your, in your history, you said you've been doing, uh, being a representative for eight years in your political history here in New Hampshire, have you ever been to an event quite like this with this, these sorts of people around? Is this unprecedented or what? Um, well, first of all, I'd say that a lot of the people that are here are people I've met in other circles. Yeah. So it's, it's not like a... Probably half the vendors are people that I know from, from other other events or, or other organizations that I'm a member of. Um, it, it, so it's not that odd. And I'm political director of the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. Oh, excellent. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not a new group of people for me. Fantastic. Well, certainly there are a bunch of new people here, a lot of people visiting for the first time, and it's inevitable you won't be able to meet them all because there are so many of them. I mean, And that's the exciting thing. The exciting thing is to, to get, give these people the real knowledge, heart knowledge, that we need them to move here and bolster our ranks. Absolutely. And they are, and I think that when they come here... I know that we uh, there are a couple people, and I'm hoping we can pull them in later. Uh, Michael and Amy, they they came for Porkfest, and they're staying. They didn't plan on staying, but they love it here so much. Of course, it's a beautiful place. Beyond all the wonderful people, it's a great place to live. But they love it here so much, they're not going home. This is now, they've decided that as of Porkfest, New Hampshire is their home, their home, and it's that sort of decisive attitude. Not necessarily jumping into something you aren't expecting, because certainly people with more... Uh, Assets, for instance, have more planning to do. We know a guy, uh, Brian Travis, 
who moved here recently. He's got a family and a business and everything. It's going to take him four trips to get here, but he's coming, and the more the merrier, really. But, and they're not unique. I, from what I understand, every pork fist, there are a number of people who simply get here and never go home. That's right. They put down their roots immediately, and it's an amazing place to be and amazing people around here. Dan, you're a, you're a representative. Did you, are you a Republican or Democrat? I am a Republican uh, because, you know, I read the Republican platform and I agree with probably 95% of what's on it. It just doesn't seem like the Republicans do. Uh, That's the problem. In this state, uh, however. They're a little better here, but... eh. Well, I'm I'm referring to the state Republican platform. As far as the national Republican platform... It doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. What matters to me is state politics and taking back the state for freedom. I'm you know, with you. I like what you said there about the federal government not mattering. It doesn't matter to me either. In fact, uh, I'd like to get out of it completely. How do you feel about secession, Representative Itzen? If, well, first of all, if you were going to secede, you have to draw the line in the sand first. And I put in a resolution like that this year that said that for the United States to Surrender our sovereignty to a supranational government such as a North American Union or UN. Is, or, or UN is patently unconstitutional. Once you've drawn the line in the sand, then if they do it, then you have the grounds to take a further action. It's just like the first thing that happened wasn't the Declaration of Independence. There were a number of preceding lines in the sand. Yep. You know, I hope that the uh, the political guys can actually make that happen from the, the state level, but I think what we might see happen first is personal secession, where individuals just begin to withdraw uh, their consent from the federal government, and I think if we have enough people doing that, the political secession will just follow in its, in its footsteps. Well, my hope is to gain enough stamps that we can we can make the federal government stand up and take notice. And sh- tell them that, that we aren't going to withstand their fooling around. No more obeying. Dan, thanks did for coming on the program. Before we go, Sorry, we, we don't have time for that. More coming up. You can take control. We are live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And this is your show. It is a live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features there are free. I see, Mark, you're on the Free Talk Live bulletin board system right now. There are over 350,000 posts to surf around through. There's a lot of stuff to read and get interactive with the uh, 2,000 listeners there. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com to uh, get involved with that. It's totally free. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. By the way, Free Talk Live brought to you tonight by SACL CAI. Big thanks to Jason Osborne, his dad, and the rest of the crew over at SACL CAI for being behind the program and doing some great collections work. Mark, do you want to tell a little bit more about SACL? You know, if you've got uh, collections that needs to be done for your business, SACL can uh, collect in all 50 states. Uh, they, they handle uh, all kinds of uh, accounts receivable and... They collect res- with, with, with respect. They don't uh, say mean things to the people that owe you money or anything like that. They just try to get your bills collected, and they try to do it in the nicest way possible so that, well, you can keep those clients. So there's a lot of calls here rolling in. It is, of course, the live Saturday edition, and we will take your calls about anything. In addition, we are at the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2008, so inevitably we are going to have interesting people here, hopefully coming up to the third microphone and talking to us about various different things. Of course, included in all those things is what's been going on here at Porkfest all week, and uh, I guess it's, it's wrapping up. I mean, this is the last night. 
We're here, and uh, we'll probably be leaving at some time tomorrow. But in the meantime, we are going to enjoy ourselves, Mark, because this entire time has been fantastic. We have uh, been attending three times as much Porkfest. Last year, we only broadcast for one night. This year, this is our third night live on the air. And just you know, real quick, some reflections, because I know we're going to get distracted and talk about other stuff here tonight, Mark. Your reflections on Porkfest or Porcupine Freedom Festival 2008. You know, I've just enjoyed being around a bunch of people that uh, believe in freedom as strongly as I do. And, uh, you know, having the conversations that uh, those sorts of people have about... Uh, you know, how the world would be a better place if, if we were more free. I know that America... How about when we're more free? Yeah, when we're more free. And uh, yeah, I know America's the land of the free, but it's been getting less free progressively. Every year, the government gets bigger and bigger. And who's the enemy of freedom? The government. Yeah. Well, who else could not make you free? I suppose there could be a violent a gang smaller of thugs. Gangs. There could yeah. be a smaller there, gang. there could be other gangs. Uh, but, you know, currently the one that I, I'm dealing with is, well, it's the government. Yeah. So uh, I have to say it's been an incredible experience. I love being out here with these people. There are hundreds of like-minded, pro-liberty people all over the place. You can hear the music in the background uh, like with last night. There's bands up there. There's going to be a, another bonfire here tonight. Of course, the Seiko CAI Fun Tent with free, uh, free libations is going to be going on all night long, as in, and it has been all day. It's just been a wonderful opportunity to socialize and meet with some amazing people, people that really love freedom. And if, if that's something that really strikes your fancy, the idea of maybe even moving together with these people, and, and I don't mean on a compound or something like that. I mean all across the state, the beautiful state of New Hampshire. That's what the Free State Project is about. It's about getting the best activists or finding activists who are wanting to, to be more active and getting people up here and turning them into activists and setting them loose to say, hey, do whatever it is that you want. There's nobody that's uh, giving out orders here. The only thing the Free State Project exists for is to spread the idea of people moving to New Hampshire for more liberty. Now, if you don't love liberty, and that means liberty, the caveat, see, is that you have to let other people be free if you want to be free, right? You have to allow others to live their life how they want as long as they aren't hurting people. Liberty isn't you doing what you want to do and other people doing what you tell them to do. That's not liberty. That's what politicians do. Right. So if you agree with liberty for everybody, then you need to be here and you need to be researching and and checking out the Free State Project. Go to freestateproject.org and learn more. their, Their tagline is liberty in our lifetime. And... I think you can you can be pretty sure that there's not going to be a shrinking of government. If you're a small government individual, you believe... Where you are, you mean, if you're not in New Correct. Hampshire? Well, period. In America at all. Yeah. I think that the, the Free State Project is the only hope for America, right. is, my, is my firm, firm belief. If you believe in small government, you talk about small government with uh, people at parties or, you know, uh, in your daily life... Well, I can tell you that even even Ronald Reagan, who is the you know the, the standard bearer of small government for many Republicans out there, the government grew even under Ronald Reagan. Sure now did. I'll grant you that he had a, a Democratic Congress and a, and a he Demo- signed those bills in a Democratic Senate. But you know the the military, it's not just bureaucrats on one side; it's bureaucrats on the other. They there's you know if your bureaucrats carrying a gun, that doesn't mean make them you know gods. They're not, they're not uh, perfect. They're not even efficient. So bureaucrats with guns are just as inefficient as bureaucrats without. They're just a little more dangerous. All right, let's go to your phone calls here. More coming up about the Porcupine Freedom Festival. We'll talk to, uh, to some more activists, but let's talk first to Ed, listening in Fort Lauderdale on WFTL. Hello, Ed. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Hey, just super. What's on your mind? Nothing. You know, uh, we, we spoke a couple of weeks ago, and uh, you guys are just as wacky tonight as ever. We are wacky You're folks. 
You're out there at this Woodstock for, uh, I don't know, paranoid schizophrenics, I guess. There well, are a few of those around, I can tell you that. There are a handful of paranoids here. <laughs> you guys are all worried that the government is encroaching on every aspect of your life. Oh, I don't have to be worried, uh, sir. No, no, there's no worry involved here. I, I mean, know which, which aspect the, are you saying the, the government, government hasn't encroached on? That's what governments do, sir. They take people's money by threat of force. That's all it's about, and that needs to stop. That's called paying for things like and... You know, services Tell that you the what. government... You offer hey, your services... Wait, 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 wait. Before you go on, it's not a service if you make me pay for it. That's not a service. That's that an extraction. So uh, why not pay for it? I mean, well, listen... I will pay for There is roads. no free lunch in... Hey, there is no free no lunch one's asking for a free lunch. We're just asking to voluntarily pay for the things we you want know, to pay for. Roads is such an easy thing to go to, Ed. Be but we had roads a long, long before the, the government got this large. How about large. the military? How about the police? You go ahead and pay for How your own military. Okay, okay, military. I'll, t I'll give you out that one. Since uh, excluding the Pacific Theater of the World War II, can you tell me a war that's been about defending freedom? Uh, Iraqi freedom. Uh, <laughs> Who's, not, Iraq it's right not now, my freedom. I had, to, I had to pay for that. I, you know, the the what what does Afghanistan have to do about my freedom? Well, what, wasn't wasn't a state uh, wasn't a city in the country that you live in attacked on September 11th? Not Don't by Afghanistan. Not by Iraq. They were attacked by some terrorists. Taliban and Al Qaeda that were uh, harboring them. In Afghanistan, I'm sure it really helped that the U.S. military was ba in. I don't know if you remember correctly, but the Taliban didn't have anything to do with Al Qaeda. They they just refused to to turn over Os Osama bin Laden because they didn't have him. As a matter of fact, we haven't found him yet, and this goes to show just how inefficient this military is. Because we went into uh, we went into Afghanistan what 2002. Where the hell is Osama bin Laden? Listen, we can't find people in this country. Remember Eric Rudolph, the guy who was running around North Carolina blowing up uh, abortion clinics? We couldn't find him for how many years in America? So in one of I'm our not going to pay for this inefficient nonsense. I'm not going to pay for it. I, I do want protection services. I do want fire services, and I'm willing to pay for those things. But I'm only willing to do it on a voluntary basis. Don't, th don't threaten me, sir. Who do you think you are? I mean, you, what I'm telling you is... You live in a country, America, where we all, you know, you guys, listen, I think it's great that you want to get involved, you want to go to Porcupine Festival. We are there. Well, why don't you try running for office or getting people elected that feel the way you do. Thanks, we'll explain that here in a moment. Ed, hang on, I'll bring you back, dude. I'm going to give Ed another sh uh, shake here in a moment. More with Ed in Fort Lauderdale. And, you know, if you want to get on with Ed, you're welcome to dial in at 800-259-9231. We are live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And it is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. More coming up. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airways toll-free at 800-259-9231. The Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are there, and they're free. So enjoy those on us. Uh, those features include updates. Get signed up. We keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on that list for free. That's update. 
Updates.freetalklive.com. I promise I haven't been drinking yet today, Mark. I promise. It's the pizza. Uh, yeah, that was the pizza. Anyway, we're out here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. More discussion about that, but Ed is still on the line in Fort Lauderdale listening on WFTL. Ed, you're back on Free Talk Live now. This uh, Ed, from my understanding, is not a big fan. You're not a big fan, uh, fan of freedom, right? You, you like big government. <laughs> you like uh, taxes. <laughs> Oh, oh, so uh, because I don't want to sit around and drink with a bunch of paranoid maniacs in a field. That's right. I'm, That's I'm all we do is freedom. just drink all right, day right. and all night, Ed. So, what so, are you talking so, so, about, you nut job? <laughs> listen, I listen. I joined the United States Army. Uh, Good for you. To defend my country. I also uh, am an active uh, participant in the Republican Party in my uh, local uh, town here. So, I also uh, try and get people elected in the state of Florida. That's who nice. I think uh, are going to do things, uh, you know, for the Great. people of my state. How's that, so, Ed, now, you, you believe in small government, right? You're a Republican, right? Yes, absolutely. Now, you, yes, you noticed do. we had, for, two, for in 2000 to 2006, we had nothing but Republicans in the White House, the Senate, and the, uh, the, the, the House of Representatives. How much did the government shrink in that amount of time? Oh, a lot of those gentlemen let us down. I, I agree with that. But you know what? When you and you know what? About, There's uh, no accountability. When, hold on a second. When you, when you talk about government growing in that time span, you got to remember, one of the largest uh, uh, sectors of government that grew was Homeland Security. Yeah, You're and it's, talking it's about a, something that didn't exist. It's an abject failure. Uh, Homeland Security it's is an failure. abject failure. Have we been attacked here on American soil <laughs> since 2001? Look, how many, how many I mean, guns? What are you talking about? Do you know how many guns, bombs, and bomb parts that the uh, TSA misses? That its red team itself checks, checks, uh, None tries of to get through. up airplanes, I can tell you that. You know, there's no, they didn't blow up airplanes on 9-11. They used them as weapons to uh, fly into buildings. And I can tell you that Americans will not allow that to happen again. If I saw somebody with a box cutter trying to take over a plane, I think I would know what was going on this time, rather than just landing off in Havana for the afternoon, you know? Now, calm so down a second here. Somebody sets up, what are you going to do when somebody tries to set up a dirty bomb in calm one down. of our uh, cities? You know, I'm certainly not going to look to the government that? to keep Doesn't me safe. That's for damn sure. That? No, I'm not going to well, look for the government to keep me sa- me safe. I would rather have the marketplace come up with ways. To I'd rather have safe. my freedom than and worry be- about a dirty yep. bomb. And besides that, you know what? The, uh, you know, besides that, Ed, the government is the one that's out there threatening people in America. It's the government that's out there threatening people with jail cells if they don't participate. Huh? You and me, everybody in America is under threat of a jail cell if they don't obey these government Every people. time you sign They're your IRS form, it's a threat. Every time you sign it, it says that, you know, anything you say in here is, isn't true, you get five years in prison. That's not a threat? Yeah. See, I'm well, not interested listen, in paying for we, people that will threaten people. Taxes. You need, you need to pay your taxes. Now, oh, yeah? Or else what? Or else what, Ed? What are you going to do about it? Or go to jail. It? Or go to jail. Exactly. Right. Those people Land are criminals. Land the free, baby. Land of the free. Thanks for the call, Ed. Appreciate it, bud. Thanks. 800-259-9231. It seems clear to me. Look, uh, I understand the the whole terrorism scare thing, right? I understand. Uh, But as you said, Mark, I'd rather have freedom and take my damn chances. Besides, besides, the reason why the 9-11 thing happened is because the main reason, and this is from what Osama bin Laden himself said, is because the U.S. and I'm paraphrasing the U.S. government's military has been in has been occupying 
other people's countries and killing people. Specifically the Middle East. Uh, you know, uh, Osama bin Laden likely wants to be a ruler in, in Saudi Arabia. And, you know, the only way that he's ever going to kick out his brother, Hassan, um, is by getting rid of the, the, the troops that managed to keep Hassan in place. And those troops are not entirely Saudi Arabian. There's a good deal of them that are Americans. So Americans who fought a war against a king uh, over 200 years ago are now supporting one. That's just sick to me. Yeah, I cannot pay, in good conscience, cannot pay for the killing of innocent people around the world. I can't. And, you know, if Ed wants to throw me in a jail cell for it, then that's the right place for me. Because good people should not be putting their money behind people doing evil things. And I'm sorry, these government people in the so-called name of freedom are doing things I fundamentally disagree with. Let's continue with your calls and talk to Mark in Indianapolis listening on WXNT. Hello, Mark. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Mark. What's on your mind? Oh, not much. I'm uh, thankfully not like that caller I used to be, but I went I went through this uh, rocket science process called uh, educated and got informed. And, uh, and you know, I'm on the back row. I'm on the best side now, the side of liberty. Um, I had a question towards, um, I put a posting on the bulletin board system. Yes, sir. About uh, building Gulch's, uh, Gulch's Gulch. Yeah. And I just had a question in regard, what would a good uh, free market response be to zoning laws? Well, well uh, uh, ignoring them, I think, would be nice. Uh, you know, a lot of, uh, at least up here in New Hampshire, I, I didn't pay much attention to zoning when I lived in Sarasota, Florida, a couple of years ago. Um, but mostly, I would, would say ignoring them. Um, you know, a lot of people... Or move to Grafton. I've, I've, I've there seen, are no zoning laws there. I've seen a few people just violate the, the zoning rules, and, and, you know, the zoning board just kind of says, oh, okay, well, you can do that. And, I, you know... Who they, are those people anyway? With it. Who do they think they are? They think they own everybody's property and have dominion over it. All of the little details. And all they ever do is add more and more and more rules and restrictions. But, but Ian, without zoning, uh, somebody is liable to move a pig farm in next to my house. Buy the property right. next to your house. <laughs> and that's how you deal with well, that. Well, uh, first off, economics kind of... Uh, out, pig farms need... Uh, well, if you a, live in a neighborhood... A larger you know, area right. of land, um, you know, they, they need... Land, land can't be so expensive as it is in a neighborhood where, you know, there are a bunch of houses. Yeah. Pig farmers need a little extra land. Where are the pig farms in Houston? That place is almost completely right. unzoned. C- right. Houston has almost no zoning laws. It's, uh, one, you know, one of the top ten largest cities in America has almost no, no zoning laws. And they don't have pig farms in town. Yeah, no doubt about it. Mark, any other thoughts? Well, what about, um, I guess, you know, this issue gets down to you know, local politics now. What about, like, a factory that moves in right next door to a neighborhood? Well, how would something like that work? I mean, if the homeowner said, you know, we don't want this factory, well, you don't have any say-so, that's private property, you know, um, how that kind of thing work? Well, I mean, it, 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 it does happen, and you can go, most towns you'll find uh, that there are houses next to factories and, and industrial areas. But, but once Good again, for the workers to live, industri- right? Industrial areas, and sometimes the owners of the industries. Uh, but industrial areas need larger bits of land than than because you know what it costs for your house there. It's probably two hundred thousand dollars for that plot of land in your house in your neighborhood. When you start, start talking about little plots of land that are two hundred thousand dollars a piece, and then you knock down um, the houses to build a factory. It's getting darn expensive. It's a lot easier just to go outside of town a little ways, get a larger piece of land, and build your factory. And either so way, economics tends to keep these things from even happening. Even if that happened, though, even if that happened, the market would quickly solve that problem. People would see, entrepreneurs would see, huh, people like Mark are upset that these industries are coming near their neighborhoods. So we'll just buy larger plots of land and guarantee that we'll never sell this sort of surrounding barrier land outside it, and you'll never have to worry about that. That would be very easily Needed solved. communities. Solved. 
Any other right, thoughts? Um, you guys know who uh, Stefan Lono is, I think his name is? Yeah, he's an interesting character. We've actually had him on the show a couple of times. He hosts a uh, podcast on the Internet, I think, called Fr- Free Domain Radio. And he talks a lot right. about philosophy, and uh, and I think he's a pretty valuable dude to, to have in the freedom movement. Yeah, I was emailing him. He's um, going to be writing a book about it. It's called like, Every Day or Market Anarchy, something like that. My, but, um, the difference I have with Stefan... I'm sorry. I just want to say the difference I have with Stefan, we agree on a lot, but he has a, a what he calls a multi-generational approach to liberty. I'm not interested in waiting a generation. I think we need to have liberty in our lifetime, and it can be, it can happen, and it's happening here in New Hampshire. And, and of course, the Free State Project is a part of that impetus. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead, sir. Oh no, that's fine. I was just saying. Um, I was emailing him about some stuff he had on his website. It's pretty interesting about like the, uh, you know, I guess. Um, you know, it's, no, you you had the audio podcast for the Tannehill's book, the uh, Market for Liberty, like a totally free market response to the government that we have today. And uh, he was talking about, like, uh, environmental pollution and you, that there would be insurance companies and they'd contract out to other businesses that would come in, you know, use, like, the Six Sigma um, system and uh, kind of analyze and respond to the uh, environmental problems that a company might have. Yeah, I think there so. would be a, a nice role for insurance companies in a free market future. Thank you for the call tonight, dude. We appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I'd buy fire insurance, for instance. People want to be insured against the bad things in life. It's not, it doesn't take government. All right, we continue here. Uh, more calls are on the line. If you're holding on, we will get to you. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Broadcasting live from the 2008 Porcupine Freedom Festival, this is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Live Saturday edition of the show. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you like the show, we ask that you shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live. We'll get a percentage of your purchase. If, you're, if you've been online before, certainly you know Amazon. You probably shop there. They are the world's largest Internet retailer with 41 categories to shop in, all kinds of stuff. The prices are great, free Super Saver shipping on a whole bunch of items, and Free Talk Live gets a cut if you start your shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. As we continue with your phone calls, by the way, we are broadcasting. You'll hear some noise in the background. We're broadcasting live from the 2008 Porcupine Freedom Festival. We'll be talking more about that as the night goes on. Uh, but we go first to your calls and talk to Javier in Miami. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Listening on WFTL. How are you? Listen, I'm a first-time caller. Uh, I just want to make a comment on your not your second-last caller, Ed, from, oh, I think, Fort yeah. Lauderdale. <laughs> right. He, you guys are talking about, I guess, uh, why we haven't caught Osama bin Laden or any uh, that are, we, we have a failed policy. Is that what, am, I, am I correct? Yeah, well, that sounds they, about right. Yeah, they haven't caught okay. Osama bin Laden. I'm not out looking for him, so it's, it's them. All right. Well, I just want to make a comment. You guys are great. I have never heard two more ignorant knuckleheads like you guys in my life. Yeah. Of course, we're still on the war. We're, we're on the war path against these clowns. Who's you know, we? We're not gonna. If we don't find them, wait a minute. Hold the on. United I, States of America. Wait. What does that mean? When you we, say that, we, you wait. and I. Uh, no, we're not. I'm not on the war path. Wait. Let me make something clear. I'm not on the war path against anybody, dude. So don't include me Our in your week. You're part of the nation. No, I'd nation. rather not be. Thank you very much. I'm part of me and my move. life. What's then a move. nation exactly? Then you should move. Oh, really? Our nation. What yeah. is your nation? Can you define that? We live in the United States of America. Last time I checked, we were a nation, and I belong to it just like you and, and you. When and did you join the nation? Person. When did you join it? 
you know what? I was proud to be born in it. Uh-huh. And I was, I've always been in the nation. Do you you're think part it's, of the nation. Just do you think like it's me? fair that somebody just says, you're part of this nation? Um, you know, does that sound free to you? How do you know Absolutely. I'm not... How do you know I'm not that part of my free? own nation? How do you know I'm not part of my own nation called New Freeland, and it's a nation of one, and I don't have no, to be part I of think, your nation? How about the that? Nation that you're, I, th- I think the nation that you belong to is it's, it's on the left fringe, you know, and that's fine. You the have left. Each zone. Now we're on the left, Mark. Yeah, left, we've been on right. the right, we've been on the left, whatever. I thought I was an ultra-conservative. You know what? You are, but you're, you're an embarrassment, really, to ultra-conservatives, really? because really, what's coming out of your mouth is almost borderline hateful. You know, we're doing what we have. Hello? Who's we? We're still here. Okay, okay. Well, now, who do we hate exactly? Go ahead. Go ahead. Who do we hate? Who... Who do we hate? I guess you guys hate the whole nation because you're no, saying that no, we're not. No, no. We're, let, we're in that. Let me make something clear, F- sir. No, let me make something clear. I love America and I love the principles of freedom that it was originally intended, that it was founded upon. But what I don't Absolutely. love at all is the government people that are dominating other individuals who are who are peaceful, who are not interested in supporting these government, uh, these mad, insane government programs. Uh, so I don't hate anybody. I, I might pity some of the people involved in government, but I certainly don't hate them. They're all capable of changing their ways, and it's time they started doing business like adults instead of like bullies, sir. I agree about the limited government. We need less of it. I'm behind you 100%. But when it comes down to tear, you know what? You can't get everyone. Osama bin Laden is hiding under some rock. We can't get him. Not that we failed. Osama bin Laden is not after me. He's not after me. It's the government people that are after. If anybody's after me, they're calling themselves the government because I'm not interested in paying for their little services, and they might hurt me if I don't pay for their services. So I have nothing to fear from terrorists, but I do have something to fear from the government people now, don't I? So who are the real terrorists, sir? You know who the real terrorists? The people who bombed us on 9/11. The people who I wasn't bombed on 9/11. Listen, listen, and they died. Listen, if you if you had a chance, if they had a chance, they'd kill you in two seconds. Why would they do that? I think that you're probably right. I think the terrorists would kill us because we're Americans, and and they haven't thought it through uh, entirely either. You know, they, they haven't thought, oh, well, there's probably people that disagree. And, you know, they're on a terror campaign, and they want to have their own countries and do whatever it is that they want to do. But, you know, if we weren't in 131 nations of the U.N. I'm member states, if the United States wasn't in, in, in occupying... Well, let me ask you a question. Are we occupying? Now, define occupation, because last time I heard, last time I remember, when, some, when a, an empire, if you would... Occupied somewhere. I'm look. I'm thinking back to the French, would the you, French government years back. I'm thinking. I can back answer this, your question. Uh, would, the, how would you feel? Would you feel if you know the Red Chinese decided that the the United States needed a little bit more military within its borders, and they sent some troops over here to? They didn't want to enslave you. They just wanted to set up some some bases here in America. Would you consider that an occupation? Because we don't need it. You didn't answer my I question. I don't feel we need it either, and you I'll bet you the people my... of Saudi, some of the people in Saudi Arabia, don't feel they need us yeah. there either. You now, go, now answer the you question. Know what? Listen, listen. You know what? They invited us. Saudi answer Arabia the question. Oh, who did is not. they? See, this is this is the part You're that really comes down sir. to it. Is well, I, I didn't invite the Chinese, and there's no politician out there that can say that it's okay that China, the Chinese put bases in Americas. They cannot speak for me, and the Saudi Arabian princes and kings can't speak for the Saudi Arabian people when they say, "Come on in, America, and make." 
make sure that our government stays instituted. The right of rebellion is it's inherent in humans. Remember, we rebelled against the king. They would have called he Absolutely. would have called us bad people. Well, now the now the Saudi Insurgents. Arabian people can't rebel without defeating the United States army. That's what they're trying Listen, to do, they sir. Asked us, they asked us Who's to they? Who's they? Stop this they Go stuff. Go ahead and okay, define okay. it, Mr. Collectivist. Listen, listen, hold on. If you guys would be... Listen, in 1991 or 1990, during the build-up Desert Shield, who asked the United States to put uh, to put bases inside of to protect them against the threat of Iraq? The princes and kings of Saudi Arabia. Who runs, the, who runs Saudi Arabia? Uh, currently, the princes and kings, and you can be sure that the princes okay. and kings aren't going anywhere because they're, there's United States the military there. We're they supporting. The who the who made them the authority? Did you make them the authority? The, look, authority people. means you've got a gun and you're willing to shoot somebody in the head if they don't pay attention. That's what authority that what means. means. Yeah. Is it? And try ignoring a book, but in, in the civil. Try civil ignoring. Try ignoring world, a police officer and see does. how that goes for you, sir. Uh, I, I, you know what? You, I'm gonna. This is my first time calling. I'm gonna keep calling because you guys great. are great. That'll I, be know, fantastic. Javier, I'm looking forward to hearing guys, from you again, sir. Thank you government. so much. Appreciate your call tonight. Do call back any old time. We love dissenting phone calls on this program. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. As far as Ed and Javier go. I was definitely one of those Republicans, probably before the Bush administration came yeah. into power. I was a Republican before uh, Republicans took over, because once they took over, I saw what the heck the, you know, the Republican Party's about. Let's talk a little more about the concept of authority, uh, because a lot of people believe in this, and they've been inculcated by the government school system to believe in this concept of authority. Oh, he's got a badge and a, a uniform on. He must be an authority. Oh, there's a man in a lab coat. He's authoritative. And it's this, uh, this sort of of uh, obedience to authority that we see throughout this culture is is killing us on the inside. It really is so damaging, I think, to individual liberty. Look, the fact is, if people, if if you believe that all men are created equal, and anybody that calls himself a constitutionalist or whatever should be very familiar with that theme, if you believe that all men are created equal, then that means no one has authority over others. Mark, you don't. If you and I don't have authority over one another, we're equal. You can't grant some imaginary authority to some other person to rule over me. Right. It doesn't work. It's fantasy. The only way that you could, uh, you know, go after somebody and, and uh, you know, strip them of their life, liberty, or their pursuit of happiness is if they've aggressed on someone else. If they have done something to harm another person. So, you know, maybe, maybe they dumped a bunch of used oil on their property and leached through and got on your property. Well, you deserve to be compensated for that. Or maybe that person, and they're definitely out there, the prison or full of them decided to do something violent to you. And, and they weren't a police officer because they don't go to prison for that yeah. crap. Um, but the if, part, they, no. if they didn't have a badge and a gun and uh, you know they did something violent to you, you're right. They, they absolutely deserve to pay for that crime. Now, I would say that a, a better system is probably one of restitution uh, over, over the, uh, you know, the sort of industrial incarceration that we have currently absolutely. because it's just another big government program to employ correctional officers. Let's continue here. Ben is on the line in Clearwater, listening on WFLA. Hello, Ben. Hi. Hey, uh, what's on your mind tonight? This is, a, uh, this is a great show. Thank you. Thanks. Um, okay. You know, what I, what I noticed um, since 2000 uh, gives me the impression that this government that we talk about uh, was taken over. It was as if it was a, a bloodless coup by a group of people who wanted to purchase the use of our military 
I, uh, I can't agree. I can't agree. I, I see where you're coming from, but nothing tr particularly changed in 2000. Uh, just because a new administration came in didn't mean that all of a sudden a good government went bad. You can't have good government. It Wait, does Waco, not, right, Waco it, and New Ruby Ridge yeah, happened in the 90s. You can't have good government. You can't give men who are fallible power over other men and expect them to be good about it. People get hurt when you do that. And that's what happens with all governments everywhere around the world, no matter how, how well-crafted their constitutions were. Thank you for the call. More coming up. You can take control. Hour number two is on the way. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition broadcasting from the 2008 Porcupine Freedom Festival. More calls on the way. And this is Free Talk Live. All terms used to describe Dan Carlin earlier in his career. The Angry Young Wolf. You deny others their freedom and they're going to deny you yours. Mussolini on the veranda. I'm a longtime proponent, ladies and gentlemen, that fighting war should be a pain in the ass. A big windbag who just likes to hear himself talk. Let's hook that area on American culture and give those fanatics something to really deal with. You think you're tough? Take on Britney Spears. You think you're tough? Take on MTV. It's Common Sense with Dan Carlin. Get the MP3 or podcast at iTunes or go to dancarlin.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the Sankel CAI toll-free line for you. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. We're doing a live Saturday edition of the program, as we'd always do on Saturdays. But in this particular case, we are super extra live because we're actually in person here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Now, since I'm surrounded by people here and they can finally hear us because uh, Sam from the Obscure Truth Network actually bothered to bring a monitor around. So now our, our studio audience is actually able to hear the caller side of the show, which is cool. So since you all can hear me out there, let's... Show our Saturday night listeners, our largest audience of the week, exactly how great Pork Fest is, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It is an amazing event. We are surrounded by some of the best activists for liberty in the entire world. And there are just good, good food, good looking people, uh, all kinds of stuff out here, lots of activities having going on all week long. And there was just so much going on today, Mark. It, it's almost, it's so difficult to even choose what to do. And I'm, I'm easy to please. I played Risk all, after, all afternoon. It was fun. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good time. So there was a lot going on, though. Uh, I believe there was uh, some sort of a scavenger event either today or yesterday. Uh, there have been VIP luncheons, panel discussions. Uh, Sam from the Obscure Truth Network did a great presentation on Law of Attraction today. Hopefully we'll have a chance to talk to him about that. Uh, a little bit more, but there's so much going on here at Porkfest. I know we're barely going to have any time to talk about it because the phones are loaded. We need to Saturday go. Saturday night, you know. Yep, we need to go back to these calls here, but we will definitely talk more about the Free State Project and what's going on. So stay tuned for more of that. But we go back to the phones and the fun. Jack is on the line in Tampa, listening to WFLA. Hello, Jack. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Hey, uh, sir. Just first time listener. Welcome, sir. What's and, on your uh, mind? I just wanted to to say thanks. Uh, you guys are like totally a, a breath of fresh air. I love listening to talk radio, and I'm just so tired of people spewing talking points. And uh, I, I think that's why you're confusing all these other callers. Is, is you, you're saying things they haven't heard before, and it's 
Uh, yeah. Well, people presume that yeah. they live in this sort of uh, red team, blue team universe. I mean, if that's all you pay attention to is the news, then you believe that that would be the case. Uh, and right. So and they when say, they hear and the Republicans side, say they're for small government, so they must be for small government. And when right? they hear somebody taking a position that's opposite of them, the neighbors say, well, you must be a liberal or you must be a conservative. And no, we're neither. Yeah. We just love freedom. Hey, I, I Every issue. Have one question, though. Go ahead, sir. Uh, what, what did you guys uh, think about the uh, recent Bilderberg get-together? There in, uh, I don't uh, really I care. I mean, a bunch of muckety mucks getting together talking about but big important stuff that's important to their lives. It doesn't. It doesn't affect me. What I understand, though, is that there are people in search of power, whether they call themselves the Bilderbergs or the Republicans or the Democrats, the Trilateral or the, Commission, or the Schnurgenbergers, or whatever. There are people in search of power over other people's lives, and those are the people I oppose. I don't care who they are and who they hang out with. Right? They want to enslave us. Yep. Thanks for the call, Jack. We appreciate hearing from you tonight. We go to Greg, listening in Palm Harbor, also on WFLA. Hello, Greg. Hey, hi. How are you doing? Hey, Good, sir. It's great. What's I've on your mind? I've got two ideas I want to get some comments on. Sure. Uh, the first idea is why don't we start charging the country of Iraq so many thousand, I don't know the number, so many thousand barrels of oil for every month that they keep us there. Who's Military we? Military mission is over. Who, who is we well, why don't anyway? we start charging them? Uh, when you say we, do you mean the, the U.S. federal government people? Is that yes, what we, as, as a country, why don't we start charging them? The, okay. military, the military mission's over. How about just leave Why are instead? we paying over $4 a gallon for gasoline? I don't know that they're necessarily... I don't know that they're necessarily keeping us here. Country of OPEC. I, I'm with you. I think that Iraq should absolutely be be ruling itself. Um, and, or when, you know, when, when our young I soldiers think that we, get ready to go to war, they're given like eight months of base, or excuse me, eight weeks of basic training, and then they're shipped off to war. You know, we've been there for years. And they're still trying to get their uh, military... But I, th I think the flaw in that really? is, is that the Iraqi people didn't ask us to come. We decided that uh, Saddam Hussein's a bad guy, and he's a bad guy, no doubt, or was. Uh -huh. um, but, I, you know, there's bad guys all over the globe. We didn't invade them, and I don't see any reason in particular why we should have invaded Iraq. There's, you know, we didn't find any weapons of mass destruction, or at least not uh, the yellow cake that they were referring to. And I, I feel right. like we should just get on the first thing smoking and leave there. You're uh, right. The, mili leave the, the, military, uh, the, the military objectives are received, uh, are, are um, you know, achieved, and we, we did really, you know, the mission accomplished banner. I really do feel like we had won the war at that point. It's the peace that we can't right. keep there. Well, right. first of all, I'd and like that's to why say I feel it's the military, not me. If, if the military is to stay there, then we need to charge for our services. Uh, well, I'm not I mean, charging anybody I mean, I know, anything. I know I'll, hear a lot, I'll, I'll hear a lot of people say, well, see, see, there it is. You know, all we wanted was oil, and, you know, we'll hear all that crowd. Yeah. Anyway, that's one point I want to make. Yeah, okay, my go second ahead. point I want to make is, uh, my second point is, why doesn't a presidential candidate have to declare their vice presidential nominee early on in the process so that we can give them as much scrutiny as we give the presidential nominee? Yeah. Um it's a good question, but it seems to me that it's, it's r largely irrelevant, considering that uh, both of these candidates, McCain and uh, Obama, are pretty much two sides of the same coin. They're well, big they're government people. Bigger and smaller socialists. Yeah, they're, they're just big government people that want to control you. It doesn't matter who their vice president is. Thanks for the call sure, tonight, dude. Sure, but, yes? but if... Go ahead. You're still there. If you're still there, go ahead. I'm the sorry. Vice, oh, sorry. If something happens to them, the vice president... Vice presidential nominee is going to step in. But they're going to so be just as bad. I mean, look, they're, they're all bad guys. I mean, they all want to control people's lives and tell you how to live. And it really, it's they're they're all the same. Their names change every four years, but they're all the same people. 
Well, actually, their names have not changed for like 20-something years. <laughs> okay, touche. We've either, Clint- either had Clintons or Bush. Good point. You know, for, I don't know, I cannot believe. Their first names have changed. Nation, we cannot find two two different, you know, besides two families that but can, why, that but can the whole, do the But the whole job. concept is flawed. Who wants them to do the job? I don't want a federal government. I don't want some, some jackball in Washington, D.C. trying to decide for me how I should live my life. I don't care who he is and where he's from or who she is and where she's from. It doesn't matter to me. What matters to me that I, I be agree, free to make my own choices. Whether it, be a, whether it be an elementary school or a federal government is going to have a figurehead who guides that's fine. Uh, what's happening in, in that organization? You know what? If you want to have a federal government, then I think you should be free to have it. Just don't force me to pay for it. How's that sound? That sounds good. All right. Great. Yeah. Thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate I'd it. I'd like to opt out now. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. Eight. You know, as far as the, uh, the the U.S. military goes, and that is really what, to me, what the legitimate, more legitimate role of uh, a federal government is, is to have a military and protect our borders and that kind of thing. But from what I can tell, they've abused that power. They've, uh, in, in the last 50 years, Korea, Vietnam... Iraq, uh, what, what, uh, Grenada, you know, all these different Haiti, all these different places are places that we didn't belong. Yeah, that's not and defending it had nothing freedom. to do to, with defending Americans' freedom, yeah. American interests. But those American, American interests are in fact interests. well, politicians and big business, and those big, 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 big businesses, if they want protection services, well, they should pay for them from uh, you know some private organization, right. and not make think, me pay my taxes for yeah, it. And don't think for a moment that electing the next Republican or the next Democrat is going to do. Thing number one to change anything in Washington, D.C. Let's continue here. Uh, we've got Kelly on the line listening in Florida to WFLA. Hello, Kelly. Kelly, going I, once. Hello. You got the, not, I'm not Kelly. But I'm sorry. Who I, are you? Uh, this is Curtis. Curtis. Welcome I'm to Free Talk Live. Go ahead. How are you? I, I'm wondering if you favor the, the Articles of the Confederation over the United, over the uh, Constitution of the United States of America with its amendment. I, I do. I absolutely agree with that. And I, here's a question um, that I have really for uh, people that think the Constitution's legitimate. If I think it was nine states had to ratify, maybe it was 11 or something like that, the Constitution. What about the states that didn't ratify? Should they be obligated to follow the Constitution when they had a, you know, perfectly serviceable articles of confederation prior to that? Here's a better question. Should I be obligated to follow a constitution that I didn't sign? Nope. Didn't sign it? Uh, Not consenting. I'll answer that question. I'll answer that question. You're not obligated obligated to do it. However, I understand what you mean. There would be consequences, I guess, because the majority of people decided that this should be from sea to shining sea, one union. No, the majority of people have never decided that, actually. You might be meaning, like, the majority of people who voted in some elections a long time ago, but that's, that has nothing to do with the majority, nor does a, a majority actually legitimize anything. Uh, just because you have majority rule doesn't mean that the things the majority decides to do is right. Thank you for the call, Curtis. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Democracy. Oh, boy. A lot of people in America have this love affair with democracy, and it's just mob rule. A lot of calls from Tampa tonight. More coming up. Tampa's awesome. You can take control from wherever you are. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. It is a live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. 
That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free. If you've missed a moment of the show, just go and download the archives right there from the front page of the website. In fact, you're hearing us live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival, the 2008 Free State Project Pork Fest. And uh, if you want to know more about Porkfest, we're barely going to have time to talk about it with all these calls we're coming in tonight. But we've done, we've done the last two shows from Porkfest, so you can go to freetalklive.com and just grab those archives and learn all about what's happening. The Porcupine Freedom Festival. The Porcupine Freedom Festival, as I have said. And if you're times. looking at, looking for knobs, poles, faucets, or sinks, go to innerknobs.com. You can get wholesale prices, uh, and you get uh, you know just for the retail public. Innerknobs.com. And you get 10% off if you use the code FTL at internobs.com. All right, uh, we're going to get back to the calls here shortly, but I want to make time for a special guest here, uh, Pete Ayer from bureaucrash.com. Now, Pete, you've actually had, uh, you've been on this program before. You were with the Institute for Humane Studies at that time, and you're now with Bureaucrash, and I want to welcome you to Free Talk Live again. Great. Thanks for having me, guys. What is it, uh, what is Bureaucrash for those who are uninitiated? Uh, Bureaucrash is a nonprofit group where ideas-based activism for freedom. We use creative activism to try to get the uh, message of freedom out there to, to folks. We want to be a catalyst to help bring about a free, freer world. You guys were behind uh, the incident recently in D.C. where a young lady was arrested for silently dancing near the Thomas Jefferson Memorial. That was bureaucrash, right? Um, well, it was my predecessor, Jason Talley, and he, okay. he did it. We tapped some folks in our, in our network, but it wasn't an officially sanctioned bureaucrash event. It was just some people celebrating freedom. Right, right. It was On Thomas Jefferson's birthday. Correct. Correct. Silently dancing and <laughs> were arrested. Yeah, terrible criminals. Yeah, it was. It's, it's pretty ridiculous, and it's still uh, still going through the courts. So. so, is this your first time here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival? Um, I actually made it up to the 2005 Pork oh, cool. Fest, and I was there for a day. Um, but it was it was great. Then so. versus now, I mean, that's three years. What yeah. do you see changing? I see uh, I see more folks up here. I see um, you know the early movers and the and the uh, folks that have been involved. Uh, they've had you know more time. To uh, bring about some changes here in the state, and it's it's great to see. It's uh, you know, it just keeps compounding um, the the freedom that's that's going on. And There's aren't these just the most amazing people that yeah, you've ever met? Definitely, the uh, uh, everyday heroes. They really are, and the, their ranks continue to grow as more people continue to move here. Pete, are you a Free State Project member? I am a Free Stater. Yeah. Fantastic. What's your plan for moving up? Uh, well, initially, when you talked to me last, I had hoped to move up uh, this fall um, and work remotely with IHS, but. You know, this gig at Bureaucrash came up, and it was a good fit for me, and I think right now I can uh, have a greater impact uh, for freedom through this role. Well, and, and a lot of people, uh, you know, it, there are many early movers to the Free State Project, and thank goodness for them, but uh, the Free State Project doesn't require someone to, to move, the, the, their oath that they take. Or Not they, right off the bat. Right. It's, it's, they don't um, have to move to, for five years after they get to 20,000 signers, and currently we're at about 8,500 8, signers. So what are some things that are coming up for Bureaucrash? Do you have anything planned you can share with us um, well, that people the, should know about? Yeah, the big things, I mean, since I've been on board, we've, uh, we've really fine-tuned our strategy, and uh, we're revamping our webpage. We want to position Bureaucrash to be more decentralized and uh, uh, enable um, communication between crashers, you know, so they can um, share their tacit knowledge and, and really be spontaneous in their activities and stuff. I want to, you know, get us out of the way as a centralized, you know, bottleneck and really... Uh, help I think that's a great idea. Exactly. I mean, I, I love the Free State Project, but certainly one of my critiques is that the the, uh, the organization itself is a little burdened by bureaucracy. And if you can decentralize that, then I think that's great. Exactly. Exactly. And technology has been key for us from the start. And, you know, a lot of the crashes we have are, are very active um, 
in this field, so it's, it's been great. Pete, it's good to have you up here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and keep up the great work at Bureaucrash. Thank you so much, everybody. Give, it a, uh, give a hand for Pete here. Bureaucrash.com. Bureaucrash.com. Nice-looking website, and they're redoing it now, so it's going to be even better. All right, 800-259-9231. Again, live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. More talk about Porkfest here in a bit, but let's go back to your phone calls. Ladies first, Teresa's on the line listening to WFLA in Florida. Hello, Teresa. Hi. Hi. Hi, guys. How you doing hey, super. today? What's on your I mind? Wanted, I wanted to make a statement in reference to uh, corporations and their contributions to either either pro- I'm sorry, I'm a little nervous. That's okay. Um, it's just party, us. There's no one listening. Um, <laughs> Okay, either party, as well as um, laws that are passed uh, without the general knowledge of the public that have to do with our freedoms that are protecting these corporations. And as you know, corporations are entities that the bottom line is their main agenda is to make money for their shareholders. And I think that the American people are... And, and also our liberties as well are uh, really stifled to the point that we don't even realize from corporations that are owning our media and changing the laws and down the line. Yeah, you know, uh, what my biggest problem is, and you know, I understand why somebody would want, would want to incorporate their business in order to protect them from, uh, you know, frivolous lawsuits and that kind of thing. But, you know, what, what concerns me is that big corporations have a heck of a lot more money to buy politicians and to scare politicians than I or the American, you know, most American people really have. And so it's, it's lobbyists that make, you know, that, that to get the laws put through in this country and, and not the people anymore. It's, well, it's not government by the people. It's government by the lobbyists. And we do effectively have a corporate estate where the corporations are working hand in hand with the politicians. And, of course, we should point out that there really is no such thing as a corporation. A corporation is a, is a fantasy. It's a legal fiction that yep. the government people create in order to shield their buddies in business from, from, liabili- uh, from liability. Course, so it's really nothing more than a, than a file like, folder. Have you heard of Monsanto, for instance? It's a, a food all, company. There's yeah. So much of our food is like genetically modified, for instance, well, without labeling and that kind of thing. And it's to protect these corporations I, that I would know, agree we with don't you, but even I, know I, what we're eating. I think, I think most people would probably still buy the food that Monsanto grows. And I think that genetically modified food can be good if they're making, you know, if it's more prolific and less likely to get eaten by pests and that kind of thing. However, I think I have that one other question. Before yeah. you go on, before one you moment. go on, um, oh, the, the, the local the states and local governments will pass laws that are anti uh, American by say outlawing raw milk for instance. I buy raw milk right. every, every week and I should be able to do that. Arrested for that? They're 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 arrested. It's illegal in Florida. It's illegal to buy raw milk. To you know to to purchase milk that was brought out of a cow. Why? Because of the milk lobby. Right. Because, because of these... they want to keep people out. Right. And this is wrong. It's antithetical to freedom. And that's what's going to happen more and more. America, listen to me. The government's only going to get bigger. Yeah, corporations wouldn't be so scary, Teresa, real quick. Corporations wouldn't be so scary if there wasn't this big government out there for them to leverage against their competition. In a free market environment, you or anybody else could go out and compete and offer the same products or similar products and services at a better price or better service, and you could take their market share from them. But as long as government's out there saying, oh, no, you can't, and, you know, sticking guns in your face and threatening you, then that's not going to happen. So really, the, uh, the biggest problem is the government, and they certainly are tied in with the corporations. Go ahead with your final point. 
I, I just I just feel like the corporations are really running a lot of our country due to their lobbyists and the sure. corruption no, and so no on doubt. and so forth. And the additional thought that I wanted to throw out there was this thought crime bill, which a lot of people as well don't know about, and the fact that, you know, if you are against the general consensus of whatever it is that our government is deeming to be out yeah. of the norm. That I think we really need to be concerned with thought crime. crimes. Absolutely. Thank you for the call. We really need to be concerned with this because we're starting to see uh, some hints of the government really beginning to pass anti-thought crime legislation out there. It's, it's terrible happening. what they're doing in Canada. Uh, they're doing it in the name of, uh, in many cases, child pornography. That's going to be their first wedge in on thought crime. More coming up. You can take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we broadcast this edition of the program live from the 2008 Porcupine Freedom Festival here in beautiful Guilford, New Hampshire. We're at the Gunstock Campground, and there are hundreds of liberty-loving individuals hanging out, socializing, enjoying one another's company, brainstorming. Many of them are considering moving to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Many of them have already moved as part of the Free State Project. And, of course, the Free State Project, if you've never listened to the show before, is a movement that is attempting to recruit 20,000 people to move to New Hampshire and become activists for liberty. Now, so far, there are over 8,000 members at this point uh, and we need to get to that 20,000 number, but that's okay because there have been hundreds of people that have decided, you know, I'm not going to wait until 20,000. I'm coming now, and people have been moving in for the last several years. We came in about two years ago now at this point, Mark, and there are more people at all times coming in here, and they're getting active, and they're making a difference. It's an amazing group of people doing really unprecedented things. Yep. Uh, you know, the, the Liberty activists here are having a great time. You know, and I was kind of thinking, you know, if you're sort of against what these liberty activists are, are, are doing, then I guess you're sort of against liberty. If you're against liberty, yeah. what are you for? Well, you'd be for tyranny, yeah, I There suppose. you go. Let's go to your phone calls. Eli's on the line in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Eli. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, this whole idea about uh, people living as second-class citizens because of these bureaucrats creating illegal persons. What I found out is that actually in 1975, Congress passed uh, the Privacy Act, which bars any um, local, federal, or state governments from uh, uh, from uh, taking away or not giving you rights or privileges just because you did not want to provide a Social Security uh, number. So this act applies to uh, permanent residents and U.S. citizens. So you're saying you should be so able to give – let me see if I got you clear. You're saying that according to some federal law that you should be able to not give Social Security numbers to state bureaucrats and they should be okay with that. Is that what you're saying? Yep. Yeah, I bet that doesn't uh, usually it, happen it has, very often. Law has to be written that it's a mandate, you know, just the same way with uh, vaccines. You know, they say it's the law, 
But it's the law that they have to follow, really. You know. That's a good point. They're writing laws for themselves and to those who consent to them. But since we don't consent, it's not. It doesn't in any way obligate us. How could all of these laws obligate us to do anything? We couldn't even read the laws if we wanted to begin to you read know, them. You know, the Social Security number was uh, sold to the American people as oh, it's just a it's just a number that uh, the Social Security Administration will use. Yeah. And that's it's really turned into your name. And a lot of people, you know, you can think whatever you want about their religion, but a lot of people consider the Social Security number could perhaps be the number of the beast. Eli, thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Kevin in Fort Lauderdale listening on WFTL. Hello, Kevin. Hola, amigos. Hey, hey. Uh, uh, muy bien. What's on your mind? Hey, man, uh, you, you know, uh, on the last call, you know, the, the thing the thing is, is you, you made a point about writing their own laws um, because in that type of, the, the reason those type of oppositions never prevail in court is because the laws are written, so you have to show injury and that and the Privacy Act wouldn't wouldn't support any cause of injury, Interesting even point. under yeah yeah even under withholding your Social Security number. But um, back to the great issue that you made you, you were making over um, the, uh, the things. I think I think we should marginalize these people that you mentioned who have an interest in controlling all of us. You know the, the large multinational corporations, not the regional or the state corporations. I don't think they really fit into the equation. You know, they're just like all the rest of us, basically. So you don't want um, to marginalize them? You say that they're a, a big threat? Yeah, absolutely. Look at things like the Project for the New American Century. I mean, that basically explains why we're in Iraq, and it, and it even points towards Iran. And we see that happening, unfolding before us. Uh, you know, I totally agree. Calculated. I, I totally agree that uh, big corporations have far, much, far too much control in the government, but I'm of the opinion that the government is the weapon that they use against us, that the big corporations you know, are like anybody that would, will use a tool that is available to them to get what they want. And uh, the, the problem is that there, there's this big, dangerous, powerful tool called the federal government that they get to use, and no you and I don't. Kevin, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Steve, also listening in Florida on WFTL. Hello, Steve. Steve, going once. Steve, in Florida, going twice. Let's try Dan in Alabama. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Dan, going once. Dan, going it's twice. It's a board problem Do we here? still have our internet connection? We are connected. I guess we just don't have anybody on the line. There. Is no, he there? I'm here. Hello, Okay, Dan. here we go. Yeah, I wasn't on it first. Is this Dan? This is Dan. All right, Dan. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, uh, guys. I was just calling the, uh, I guess, Saturday night's the night for the status to come out of the woodwork. Well, you know, it's, it's the odds are, uh, are increased because we have more live affiliates on Saturday night, so more sort of anybody's average Joes are tuning into the show and hearing this for the first time. So that's why you get sort of the statist response. Right. We're on 40 stations, but uh, about 20 of them are Saturday night-only affiliates. Yeah, I, I wanted to talk about a couple things. One thing is that as I hear these these status call in um, that just love the government so much, um, they they sound so angry. Yeah. You know, that well, they're, they're angry that you're they, not doing what they tell, want you to do. How dare you? Yeah, and I think maybe what what they they don't realize is that you know in a in a free society, um, much like someone who is a masochist could hire someone to flog them or whatever it is they happen to enjoy. Sure. You know, you can have all the government you want. You know, you can hire a whole bevy of bureaucrats to tell you how to live your life. Absolutely. You could yeah. probably fi find someone who's willing to put you in a jail cell if you break their rules. Yeah, I'm sure you could. There's already um, gals in uh, leather suits that'll beat you up a little yep, bit if you want. Exactly. 
It gives yeah, the sadist uh, something to do and the masochist something to do, and the marketplace know, is wonderful. What, what most of these statists want you to believe is that freedom is doing what the hell they tell you to do, and you like it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what freedom is. Or leave. Buddy. Land of the free. Love it or leave it. Punk. <laughs> the, uh, the other thing I was going to call and talk about is, uh, for a long time I've considered myself a, a libertarian of the kind yeah. of minarchist bent that, uh, you know, the the proper role of government is uh, courts and a military to defend our, you know, us from foreign attack and stuff. And uh, the more I listen, a lot of things I've been reading lately, I've always had like a warm, fuzzy feeling about anarchism, but thought of it as kind of a, a utopian idea. But I'm, I, I find myself really kind of sliding down the slippery slope in uh, in that direction. Yeah, I don't think anybody really believes the voluntary society is going to be a utopia. Certainly there will still be problems, but at least then we can deal with those problems on a voluntary basis and in a marketplace way where people can compete to solve those problems instead of having this asinine monopoly uh, provider called the government out you know, there. And I would settle, uh, believe me, I would settle for a government that's uh, you know just had cops and military and, and courts, but you know it's just so invasive and it always grows because they have the the, the monopoly privilege, privilege on force. They get to do what they want to do, and you have to follow the rules. You know, well, that it's just always going to grow. The voluntary position, voluntarism, certainly grows on people because it's just so sensible. Dan, any other thoughts? Well, yeah, just uh, in closing, what you're saying as far as voluntarism goes is. You know, and in my own experience, you know, I've spent so much time uh, volunteering time for the Libertarian Party and for organizations mm. to, uh, you know, fight oh fight a one percent local tax increase. Yeah. And at the same time, and it went down in flames, are, right? Are, Probably went well, down in flames. Even, even if it even if it succeeded, yeah. Then while we were fighting for the one percent. You know, fighting off the one percent tax increase, the bureaucrats passed a hundred other laws mm -hmm. right. that restricted our freedom. Sure, and you know, and, the, uh, and, so and in the process, they also hired more bureaucrats, which have to be paid for. So we have to have this tax increase. People could lose their jobs. Yeah, I, I'm just starting to to believe that uh, peaceful noncompliance and. Uh, Opting out of the system is is the best. Uh, That's how it's going to. It's go, it's how freedom is going to happen fastest. There's no doubt about it in my mind. Thanks, Dan, for the call tonight. We appreciate you chiming in here. You know, it it just it's just such a sensible process. You can't have minimal government. They tried that, and look what we got. Right, the biggest the, government ever. Right. The, the Constitution guarantees people life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, and the, really the you know the, the federal government is limited to you know all the things listed in the Constitution, and none of the things. That aren't so. Therefore, the FBI, the CIA, the IRS, any any of these BATF, all these organizations begin with you know they just have little letters, these acronyms. Well, they're all unconstitutional, but there they are. And you know, you what are believe, you gonna do about it? Right, you're gonna have stop to listen to what they them. say. You should stop paying them because that's one of the ways that we can uh, deal with this. And as he said, peaceful non-compliance. Uh, more coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. This is your show. It's the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. 
Uh, those features include, by the way, the Shrine of Female Listeners. Dozens of ladies have sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Just go to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Plus, if you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by shopping at our store. Just go to store.freetalklive.com to grab great Free Talk Live branded merchandise like T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and more, including DVD classic archive collector sets. Uh, that, again at store.freetalklive.com. We're going to jump back to the calls in a moment, but first, bring in a special guest. Dale Everett is the man behind a Free Talk Live advertiser, anarchyinyourhead.com. Dale, welcome to Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, how are you having fun at Porkfest this year? too much fun. The Porcupine (laughs) Freedom Festival is in effect right now. It's the final night, Uh, so we are broadcasting live here, and uh, you've been here all weekend. Uh, Of course, anarchyinyourhead.com. For the listeners that don't know, what is it? It's a libertarian-themed webcomic. And, and it comes out every Friday and sometimes in between? Well, it used to come out every Friday. And the last two weeks, I've been putting an extra comic in on Wednesday to try and test the waters. So it'll, as of next week, it'll officially be Wednesday and Friday. Fantastic. So people can go to anarchyinyourhead.com to learn more about that. And you've actually been out here, I guess, all week um, doing caricatures of people, which is kind of a cool little service that you can only really do in, in person, I think. Yeah. And uh, one of the other things you wanted to mention, I guess, because this is a nationwide program. In fact, it's international at this point. But uh, you wanted to talk briefly about an organization called the Pink Pistols. Who yeah. are they? Yeah, my friend Ryan is another free stater who's, who started up a New Hampshire chapter. chapter. Uh, Pink Pistols is, uh, encourages gays and lesbians to get trained in firearms and carry them to defend themselves. I think that's a great idea. Well, I think yeah. anybody should be uh, trained to defend themselves. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you can target one particular interest group and have some success at, at, at making that happen, that's fantastic. So what about the Pink Pistols, though? Oh, a couple of things. One is uh, I, I sponsored a section... Uh, of my store for so he could put products for uh, like t-shirts and things for people mm-hmm. who want to have peak pistols t-shirts so those are in there there's no markup on them we don't make any money on them they're just there for people to to get so if you go to the anarchy in your head store you can find pink pistol stuff at a very cheap rate and then the other thing that's the really big news is we just found out that the national organization for pink pistols is going to have their first meeting at next year's pork fest I think it's so exciting. I think it's really exciting uh, to to have an organization out there as part of, you know, possibly the leading edge, one of the leading edges to introduce the gay and lesbian uh, movement to the concepts of freedom. Because it could be kind of that wedge issue in some ca- some people's cases to bring them into this larger movement of people that love liberty, bring them here to the Porcupine Freedom Festival and have them meet these fantastic people that we're surrounded with right now. Because it seems to me that a lot of uh, people in the, uh, the the gay and lesbian movement are... Under the impression that the Democrats are going to help them out, what would right. you have to say to that? Well, that's, I think that's why I like, I like the idea of Pink Pistols. Get close. Close on that mic. <laughs> I think that's why I like Pink Pistols so much because it's, such a, it's an issue that's sort of strong with conservatives and libertarians. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, so traditionally uh, gays and lesbians aren't usually big fans of gun rights. So, uh, so this is a nice – Right, it's, a way it's, to introduce them to, to, to another concept of freedom. That it's they tend the to. pro-liberty people that understand the sort of the art of allowing others to live life in the way that they choose. Because we understand that if we don't do that, then there's always going to be someone out there who's trying to control us. Mm-hmm. 
You know, and you might as well just forget about this whole being gay is a sin thing because the fact is there's gay people in your town right now humping, living together, doing whatever it is that they do, and you can't do anything about it. And you know what? It's okay. Dale, thanks for coming on the show tonight. We appreciate hearing from you. We continue with your calls live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. We go to, I believe Chuck is on the line in Fort Lauderdale listening to WFTL. Hello, Chuck. Great. What's on your mind tonight? Um, I think that people have this dilemma. Um, They love their country, but they don't understand that, of course, you love your country. It's okay not to love your government. Absolutely. It's even okay to hate the government. I'm with you 100% about that. People get it mixed up because of, I think one of the reasons is because of popular culture, which is obviously influenced by government education, where they essentially, they mix the terms. They'll throw, uh, throw around the, you know, the terminology uh, country and America and United States and American and government. And Founding it all fathers. Kind of, government, it all kind of gets melded together when there's a difference between the American people people like you and I who do business on a voluntary basis with one another and the American government people who do business at the threat of violence. There's a huge difference there, a, a vast gulf of difference, and that's what one of the things we're trying to point out on this program. There's another misconception that I see with people. They go to the voting booth and they elect people to represent them. It's not represent them. They're nope. electing them to serve us. Well, you know, that's so sort of a fantasy. If they're not serving us and they're serving their own interests and the interests of lobbyists, we're not getting anything out of it. Of course not. Well, how could they ever be expected to serve anything but their own interests? I mean, think about it for a moment. The, the whole idea of representation uh, is fallacious simply because there's no way between the three of us here that are on the radio right now, Mark, myself, and you, Chuck, there's no way that we all agree on everything. So therefore, we couldn't possibly have someone elected to represent our interests. We don't agree on things. It's just not even, it's not even physically possible in reality to have representation. It's a, it's a fantasy. You know, we have a border that is basically unprotected, yet we send our, our servicemen all over the world to serve other interests. Well, I don't you know, send them um, there. I don't send people anywhere. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. That it's the collective we, but we doesn't include you or me. That's, well... Yeah, it doesn't include That's me. That's true. It doesn't include me. And and as far as the border is concerned, uh, the, again, another imaginary concept. Uh, there's certainly private property because you've homesteaded that and you know what your your private property is based on certain factors that apply to your property. So I think that if you want to defend you, the borders of your property, you're certainly well within your rights to do that. But the, to me, there are no other borders beyond private property. Everything else is just a, a fantasy created by government to to confuse people. It's just people um, happen to be born on different plots of land and. To me, they're all human beings. Thanks for the call tonight. Okay. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. We go to Jeff in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jeff. Hey, guys. Yeah, I just wanted to give you guys a call and, and uh, you know, talk to you about a little bit about missing government money, which, of course, a lot of times the politicians say unaccounted for. And it's the same thing as missing in my eyes. Sounds the same uh, to me. But yeah, I mean, you know, I think that's what some of the reporters talk about, missing taxpayer money. What I wanted to point out is, uh, you know, within the Bush administration, we've had $2.3 trillion come up missing, 
Okay, and that was with the CIA Department of Defense. You know, isn't and it nice? Then, I know you could probably just go off on a laundry list, Jeff. But, well, uh, no, I've got, I just wanted to... Giving us the, the different examples of where government money that has been taken from taxpayers first, obviously, right, there's, there's, there's uh, has gone... Billion, yeah, $56 billion from HUD. Then we have $9 billion that came up missing in Iraq. You know, the best but, part about all this, Jeff, is that they can make the money disappear off the books and never get in any trouble for it because they essentially have sovereign immunity. These bureaucrats very rarely, if ever, get in any, uh, receive any sort of punishment for doing these things. Can you imagine, Mark, being able to just move $2 million somewhere else and then p- pick it up at a later date and it's all yours to you know, spend? Every, if you look at all across America, in every town, at least once a week, you'll see some, some uh, article on some bookkeeper somewhere who's embezzled, oh, I don't know, $75,000 or something from some business or not-for-profit organization. But... You know, the government loses trillion, a, a couple trillion dollars, and, well, you know, no big deal. Yeah, they'll get it back. Thanks for the call, Jeff. We appreciate hearing from you. Uh, 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Matt in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Matt. Matt, Illinois? Hey, Hello. What's on your mind? Hi, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about Jeff. I just, or not Jeff, uh, Ed from Florida, who called earlier in the program. Sure. Uh, I was listening delayed. Just got back from dinner. I've called you guys several times. You kind of know me. I'm kind of a nice guy. Um, Seems like an okay guy to me. Go ahead with your point. Right. Uh, I think that Ed's a sociopath. Yeah. Wants to hurt people? I think he, he, he doesn't know how to deal with people without forcing them to do things. A lot of authoritarians are that way. Well, the hallmark of a, of a man with a bad idea is that he can't voluntarily convince people to join him in his efforts, so he threatens them. Right. That's I, that's that's what it seems to me. He's just he he doesn't he doesn't understand the concept of extortion, and that's what the government is doing. Well, what he believes that it's not extortion if the people that are doing the extorting call themselves government. Then it's okay. But he but he sticks up for them. Sure he does. He He's an apologist for, uh, for terrorism. You know, and they always use democracy as an excuse, although we don't live in a democracy. We live in a representative republic. They always use democracy as an excuse, but can't, can 50, can't 51% of the people do something wrong, you know, choose to do something wrong? Of course they can, and, uh, and apparently in the, under the democratic system it's immediately turned right. Uh, Matt, thanks for the call. Hour 3 is coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. More coverage from the Porcupine Freedom Festival is on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Broadcasting the final hour from Porcupine Freedom Festival 2008. It is a fantastic event filled with amazing people, people that love liberty, literally hundreds of of liberty-loving activists all converging on the same spot. In this case, it's the very beautiful Gunstock Campground here in Guilford, New Hampshire, sort of the, uh, the, the easternly portion of New Hampshire. And it's just lush and lovely out here, perfect weather, 
Uh, the the camp. Oh, I see the fire is starting up there in the that's, background. That's the circle of liberty, the, my friend. The circle, the circle of, of liberty of liberty, where uh, they are going to be having essentially a bonfire. People be gathering around, hanging out again. Uh, there's a, by the way, we haven't mentioned the Sacral CAI fun tent very much yet tonight. Our buddy Jason Osborne from Sacral CAI, the biggest free talk live sponsor. Give it up for Sacral CAI out there, the studio audience. Jason Osborne from Sacral CAI has uh, come out here in such a major way, really throwing some serious weight and sponsorship behind uh, this entire event and has set up the fun tent. It's been going on all week long, and there has been an open bar the entire time. And libertarians love an open bar. Oh, well, who doesn't? So, uh, so, of course, that's been a major highlight. And then there's just been events all week long, everything from going fishing to a scavenger hunt uh, to yell out some other things you did this weekend. I mean, what did you guys do this weekend? Just yell it out. Shooting. There's Lots shooting. Of shooting going on, yeah. Not very many people yelling too much. I Lots guess of open sub- carrying going they're on, They're all too. subdued, I guess, at this point. Anyway. Most people just hung out and talked to yeah. you know, the other free staters. That's what... Knitting. There was knitting. I mean, it's all... I'll cut, I'm, I'm show, some, some people were apparently smoking marijuana this, this weekend as well, from what I understand. What a surprise. Yeah, and uh, so lots of cool stuff going on out here, and it's a great group of people. You can go to porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com to learn more about that. But, of course, the whole point is to promote the Free State Project, to promote the idea of having 20,000 liberty-loving individuals move to New Hampshire and get active for liberty. And the coolest thing is that there's no central organization. It's, you come here and you do what you think is right. So if you are into the media, you could go and get on a local cable access channel, as uh, Dennis Goddard has done from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance with his show, New Hampshire Capital Access. Uh, Mark, you were on television for a little while, and uh, your show may be making a comeback at some point this year uh, in Keene. So there's television as an opportunity. Radio, of course, is an opportunity, as we do. And our buddy Gardner Goldsmith, who isn't a Free State Project member, but it should be noted that one of the things that's also great about the Free State Project, beyond its decentralism, is that it's also encouraging the great people from New Hampshire, the people who were born here and that love it here and that have been so saddened by seeing the the liberty slipping away year after year, they're now feeling great because of all these great Free State Project activists that have come in here as essentially reinforcements and people that are fresh from the outside with new ideas and exciting new things going on. There's just so much to talk about, and of course we can't cover it all in one night, uh, but it is the final night from the Porcupine Freedom Festival back in our studios on Monday. But in the meantime, we take your call about whatever's on your mind. So we go back, and hopefully we'll have a few more guests in here before the night's over. Uh, but we go back to your phone calls and David in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hello, David. Howdy. Hey, what's on your hey, mind? This ain't going to be the last Saturday, is it? No, no, no. We, we're still no, going to do live good. Saturday shows. I'm just saying we're live from Porkfest, our final night at Porkfest. Right. What's hey, on your uh, mind, David? You were talking about uh, people like they were giving up liberty and selling liberty. I, I think it's for this like n- new nationalistic, archaic way of thinking, man. They're selling our freedoms out for this this uh, idealistic stuff that they got. Like like uh, Michael Reagan wants to kill people for what they think. That's getting yeah, like sick. crazy, man. You well, know, it's back like, to what we were talking about earlier with the thought crimes, and that's yet another example of how uh, they're they're considering hurting yeah, these people. People are the elite, man, and they're talking this crap, man. They're crazy. Their nationalistic thing is making them crazy, just like the the Nazis or something. And you're right. Forgetting it's... what our basic thing is that, that you know, I want to charge them with our forefathers charged 
King George with, you know, like they endeavored to prevent the population of these United States for the purpose of obstructing laws for naturalization and stuff. And, and they don't want, they, they pass others to, in refusing them to encourage their migrations here for more freedom yep. people. Man. We want more, more people freedom. coming here who want to be free, and, and the uh, you're right, the government then, people get they, in the way, they, and they encourage people, Dave, and I think you're right about this, they encourage it, people to replace a love crazy, for liberty. They're, they're, offering, they're offering our youngest, strongest, our bravest men for for our freedoms, they said. What for our freedoms to drive these cars around? Did we sell our soul for for automobiles? No, we our our, our soul here is freedom and liberty, man. And I like we, that, and Dave. If we don't stand up for it now, man. They're taking it away in the name right. of this nationalistic pig bastard thinking, man. They've totally and, replaced and patriotism with nationalism. With, you're right. It proves it with this thing what Michael Reagan has said, just for what people think, and and when they could, when we can't even accuse our own government of of wrongdoing without being worried about what getting a bullet put in our head. Sure, the brown coats are uh, yelling about uh, hurting people that disagree with them at this point. It's really and just shows how pathetic they are. I call him out that what he said and what he put out that night. Was as bad as if someone dug up his father and shoved the Constitution down his throat. That's what he did that night. He brought a dead president up out of it and put the Constitution down his throat. So, Dave, are you going to call him out? That's not what Americans do. He's... Americans allows people to speak their mind that's and right. talk against the government. And, Thank and goodness. once that's gone, man, we're done for. And and they're going to find out. That what they what the real American spirit is all about. They sure are because it's not dead yet and it's alive and well here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Thank you, David, for your call tonight. We certainly appreciate it. You know, Mark, uh, I think he's absolutely right on uh, the idea that Americans have been inculcated with this love of nationalism. They don't love liberty anymore. Right. They love the flag and the the government and the country. What they perceive of the country, which is the government. I don't love government at all, and I don't care who's in charge. Right? Of they've it. they've collapsed the ideas of patriotism and freedom together and and, and I believe that, nationalism patriotism, patriotism nationalism the right. um, it is they're similar similar ideas the but the fact is the people that believe in freedom and liberty are the real patriots it's true and, and otherwise, you're just some nationalistic fool. P.J. O'Rourke said that uh, when fascism comes to America, it's going to come wrapped in the flag and carrying a cross. I don't believe that was P.J. O'Rourke. I, so? I believe that was someone else. But no, I'm sure I'll look someone will, will, Who was it? I got the Internet. C.K. Lewis? Sinclair Lewis? Yeah. Okay, there you go. 800-259-9231. See, I knew that we've got the smartest audience in the world, Mark. Uh, all right, so we continue here with Steve listening in South Carolina to WSCFM. Hello, Steve. Hey, how y'all doing? Hey, great. What's I, uh, I, I could not agree with you more about the liberty. I mean, you've got judges out there. Look at California, for example, with their water problems. One judge has stopped water from flowing down because of some sludge. I mean, there wait, how did a judge there... stop water from flowing down? Because from, I mean... the San Joaquin, from the San Joaquin Valley, that's where they get most of their water. In okay. Northern California, it goes down to about 25 million people in Southern California. And they stopped the water from flowing in this one area out there, so that is why Southern California is hurting so bad. 
Well, you know, the root of the problem, can we go, before you go on, the root of the, yeah. that particular problem is that government's in charge of water distribution. So when you have a, a, a monopolist like government in charge of something so critical like that, the whims of one man in a black robe can change how the entire, dis, uh, the entire operation runs. So the, the right. problem isn't so much the judge. The more concerned with the liberty of some sleds than 25 million people drinking clean water. It's insane. Now, and then you've got these other people out there that want to take away the car I want to drive. They want me to drive around in some little, uh, some little crappy little matchbox. Mm. Who wants to drive around in that? Yeah, I, I feel me. you on that. You know, as long as you're willing, as long as you're willing to pay for the gas that it takes to uh, drive, and, and to drive your thing. Hummer, then I'm, it's fine with me. Here comes here, another point with liberty. Why don't we drill here? Because of the government. Because the government, to answer your question, and it was a good one, and thank you for the call, Steve. Why isn't drilling going on in America? Because it was outlawed by the government people years ago. They can't even build new refineries, let alone drill here. More coming up. It's not even close to a free marketplace. More is coming up. This is Free Talk Live, and it goes back to the protectionism we were talking about before. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. Take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the Sickle CAI toll-free line. And it is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And those features include the bulletin board system. You can get interactive with over 350,000 posts. A lot of people are talking about different stuff over there. And it's free, of course, at bbs.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, of course, brought to you by the good folks over at SACL CAI. You need collections done. They do it with respect. And they're great guys as well. They love Liberty. So if you're looking for the, uh, looking for collections work or uh, charged off receivables, I believe, and early outfilling, they do all of it. Uh, go to SakelCAI.com or see their banner on our website at FreeTalkLive.com for more information about them. We're here at the uh, Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival 2008. The remaining hours, it's all over tomorrow in the, I guess, early afternoon. I think around noon it's uh, is about to wrap up. And we do have the organizer of the event. We'll get back to your calls here shortly. But I want to make sure we wrap things up here uh, with, uh, with Rich Goldman, who has done a fantastic job and definitely deserves a little bit of applause for putting all of this together. It is not easy. Thank it you. is not easy to organize one of these things. And it, I don't know, did it get easier since last year at least? Now that you have a little bit of experience at it, or did you just it, load more on your plate this time out? Both. So we, a lot <laughs> of things, I mean, we kept a lot of the things that worked very well last year. So like the bus tours, um, you know, having Free Talk Live here, obviously. And those things worked very well. But we also added a lot of new things like the concerts, like the huge exhibitor tent outside, um, like the big bonfire, like the congregated campsites. And all that stuff did take a lot of figuring things out for the first time again. Well, con- you should be congratulated. You've done a great job. I mean, the results are, are, are shown here in the hundreds of people. How many do you think attended the, uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival this week? You know, it's hard Throughout to say. the week. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. I would say at least 500 because I mean, the uh, registration desk, people were just coming in. They stopped. They just, okay, they didn't have enough time to process all the registration. They just wow. Said, just check in. Come on in, yeah. Yeah, you know, give us your money. We'll write, just write down, tally, check, and move on. So... Yeah, it's been, it's been pretty, it's been very exciting here. Any favorite stories from the last week? You know, there's just so many. I think it's just the coming together and the volunteer can-do spirit here. You know, obviously being the head organizer, you rely on a lot of people to help you out. Sure. And I could just go up to anyone at the festival and say, hey, I need a hand with this. Like, oh, yeah, let me go help. You know, whether it's putting up or taking down chairs 
whether it's you know taking exhibitors to their table, you know manning the registration desk, putting in extra hours, you name it. This there's just such a very can-do spirit around here. Very helpful. Very. It's something that you don't find in a lot of places. It certainly is, and it's the same kind of spirit that results in these these same great folks coming out whenever a new mover arrives here as part of the Free State Project coming into New mm-hmm. Hampshire. They meet them at their destination, provided they announce in advance. Yeah. Uh, they'll meet them at their destination, at their house or their apartment, and you know, roll up with your uh, moving truck, and there's five to 25 activists standing yep. out in front of your house just waiting to mm-hmm. take all the load off of your hands and just move it into your house for you. Yeah, I mean, no, and it's not just working. You know, they really make fun of it. So, for instance, just tonight we're setting up the uh, big bonfire, which is actually going right now. And, you know, I had all this wood, and I said, oh, you know, I was getting ready to stack, and I saw a couple guys said, hey, you, you know, you want to help uh, build a bonfire? I'm like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. So I say, okay, just kind of make it high and stable. I come back, and they're just having this great time making this very, very <laughs> tall, very stable bonfire of wood structure. They it's much bigger much than last night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they could have done much less, but they went all oh, out. Oh, yeah, you know, it's, it's having fun while you're doing good things. It's not just, oh, okay, we got to do this because we need to do it. Right. Everyone has a great attitude about it. Can do a lot of fun. And that's one of the, it ties back into something I pointed out briefly earlier about the Free State Project is there is no central control for the members. The only purpose to the Free State Project is to <laughs> spread the idea of moving to New Hampshire and becoming activists. Yep. What they do when they get here is up to them, so they really can follow their bliss, uh, mm-hmm. so to speak, and do yep. what feels right for them. And if you're doing what is right for you, then it's not going to feel like an mm-hmm. obligation or it's mm-hmm. not going to feel like anybody's imposing on you. Mm-hmm. You're following what you, you're, the path you've deigned for yourself. Yep. And that results in such a wonderful, diverse yeah. uh, group of, of efforts that are really re- resulting in some incredible advances, I think. And we're going to see, we really are going to see liberty in our lifetime, aren't we? Oh, Rich? yeah. It, and it's going to happen much quicker. I think the, the, the catalysts are all there. The speed is going to pick up, and there's going to be enough positive news, positive action, positive momentum in the coming year or so that it, I don't want to you know, get ahead of myself, but sure. I definitely think we are going to have it's, to see it's a It's working. A huge I, I, I increase in numbers. People are realizing that the Free State product strategy is the winning strategy. Yep, and they've tried so many other things for the last few decades. Let's concentrate the activism all in one place. And uh, are you going to do this next year? Going to organize next year? Passing the torch? <laughs> uh, I am passing the torch. I can't exactly <laughs> announce who to yet, all but right. um, it's basically been lined up. I'll obviously still be involved in imparting the knowledge and the experience about the festival. Cool. But no, I mean, when I took it on in 2007, I had a vision for what I wanted the festival to be. I wanted it to be a showcase of New Hampshire and the Free State Project. To not just be only attractive to Free State Project, but also a big festival that people in New Hampshire could say, oh, this is a really cool event, yeah. even if they're not Free Staters, even well, if they're not necessarily politically And active. then come out and meet the Free Staters, exactly. and you'll find out that we're not all blood-sucking <laughs> monsters trying to uh, destroy society. Right, because, I mean, a part of the project is not that you move and you go into an isolated community and, you know, you just hide, but really they become part of this part of New Hampshire, and part of being that is having a big event that draws a lot of people. And we're starting to do that with the bands, with the exhibitors, and it's only going to grow into the future. And so I brought it to where I think I've wanted it to be, and it's up to someone new to kind of take where it is and build on it even further. Very cool. Awesome. Rich Goldman from the Free State Project and organizer of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Thank you for coming on Free Talk Thank you both for uh, hosting the show here. As always, it's our pleasure. The toll-free number here for you is 800-259-9231. We continue with your calls, and we talk to, I believe, uh, Paula is on the line in Florida. Paula, you're on Free Talk Live. Paula. (laughs) Did you hear that, Paula? Paula. Oh, my gosh. She's, She's not there. 
Well, it said Paul dropped, not Paula dropped. Is Paula there going once, going twice? We're going to have to draft Paula. Bummer. Maybe we'll put her back on hold. Maybe she fell asleep. All right. Checking, <laughs> she's checking her fax machine. That's probably what it is. Uh, we go to Stephen in Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live. Stephen. Hey there. Sounds like you have a live audience. We sure do, Stephen. What's on your mind? That, that, okay. Uh, I wanted to talk about um, the age of deregulation that we are apparently in. I didn't know about that. Did you? No. I, it sounds like a bunch of hooey. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, uh, according to Daniel Shore on uh, NPR, uh, National Propaganda Radio, he says that uh, we have... They were asking about this, something with the FAA. You know, there was these inspections. Somebody was paid off or something. I think you guys talked about it. I've been working a lot, so I didn't really keep up uh, too much, too closely. But there was some scandal within the FAA. And Daniel Shore, he just kind of put his head in his hand and said, oh, my gosh, we've entered this age of deregulation the last seven years, (laughs) and it's just been a terrible disaster. Uh, Wow. We have all this stuff going on. And uh, and then not only that, there's a... um, a left-leaning economist, he writes for the New York Times, I believe, or maybe it's the Washington Post, I can't recall. Anyway, his name is Krugman, and uh, he blames this salmonella poisoning in the peanut butter, you know, last year, uh, the tomatoes this year. He thinks that that is, he blames that, get this, on Milton Friedman. Now, of course, Milton Friedman wow. is dead, but apparently Krugman thinks that uh, George Bush is his intellectual heir, and that we've entered an age of deregulation. Let's talk now, more about deregulation I, here in a moment. Uh, we'll hold you through if you got more comments. Hang on, dude. 800-259-9231. Because when they say deregulation, do they really mean deregulation? What is it that they're talking about when they use that term? Words are very important, and uh, we need to look into that one. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. It is your show. 800-259-9231. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. Sankle CAI toll-free line. It's the live Saturday edition. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where the features are totally free. Whether they be the archives, the updates, the wiki, we give it all away. So enjoy all that for free at freetalklive.com as we continue to broadcast live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2008. Just have been an incredible event. Of course, I'm sure uh, pictures and videos are going to be up as time goes on over at porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. Com. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. All right. We go back to the phone calls here. Stephen is on the line in Colorado. And you bring up deregulation, Stephen. And, and the, the, way they, the way some people in the media and in the government and uh, the world of politics use this term, they, they want to, uh, what they want to do is they want to spin it so that they make it sound like deregulation doesn't work. And can I give you, let me give you a real quick example of in, what they consider deregulation. It's from our very own broadcast industry, where, of course, the FCC is in total control over the electromagnetic spectrum, specifically the AM and FM bands. They regulate it. They regulate that, right? Okay, so 
what we see there is the FCC has all of these barriers that they've put up to somebody like you and I, with maybe not a lot of capital, putting up our own radio uh, transmitter. Because they don't like that sort of thing. You have to beg their permission if they're even giving permission. Sometimes you can't even get it from them. Right. And at one point, uh, a person was only allowed to own one AM, one FM, and uh, a television station. Sure. And progressively throughout time, they've quote-unquote deregulated Deregulated. the industry Mm -hmm. so that now Clear Channel owns, what, 1,600 radio stations nationwide? But they didn't really deregulate because the barriers to entry are still there. Even higher. So all they did was they just made it easier for the people who've already joined the club, the big companies that own radio stations, just, you know, to gobble up more of them. That's all they did. It wasn't real deregulation because it wasn't a reduction in the amount of uh, interference in our lives by the government. Right. If we had real deregulation, I'd be able to put up a radio tower and start broadcasting on an open section of the band. Uh, in my hometown, there's all kinds right. of open sections of the band. Yep, that's sure. exactly right. Stephen, your final thoughts. Okay, uh, the last thing is that uh, I wasn't going to call, I was going to call about that a few weeks ago when I first heard it, and I thought, ah, well, you know, there's other stuff to talk about, and I usually just listen anyway. Um, and then today, it, it occurred to me that maybe I should, because we got our updated uh, EPA regulations, the new ones. In addition to all the old regulations we had to follow, we had all kinds of new regulations that had to be passed out. As I told you last night, I work in the energy industry, drilling uh, for gas. Okay. And um, they, uh, we printed them up. They came to over 250 pages, uh, <laughs> printed pages. Good uh, Lord. Uh, half a ream. You've got I'm, time to read I'm, all that, don't you? Oh, sure, yeah, of course. And when we had to comply, and I just kind of thumbed through them. You know, I mean, you know, our... Our standards are already so much higher than the government standards sure. that we just ignore them. That's, yeah, but a I lot of industries it's that way. Of course it is, exactly. because they want to keep their customers safe, so they keep coming back exactly. and buying more stuff. But yet the government yep. continues to pile on the uh, unnecessary mandates and the absurdities. And I appreciate your call tonight, exactly. Stephen, and thank you, sir. 800-259-9231. You know, we- you, you wonder, do OSHA regulations really make uh, construction workers well, wear helmets, or do they wear them because their bosses tell them to, because they don't maybe want to pay the insurance? the insurance policy. Or maybe yeah. they don't want to get hurt. I mean, people wear hard hats for uh, lots of good reasons. I don't think OSHA really has you know much to do with it. No doubt about it. Uh, let's continue with your calls here, and then we'll bring in Sam from the Obscure Truth Network here in a moment uh, to talk about some, some of the things that happened today here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. We go first to Evan in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Evan. Hello, Evan. Going Hello. once. Evan. Hello? You're on the air. What's on your mind? I, uh, I called before from Michigan a few times about when I meet people that I'm trying to persuade them to be more liberty-minded. I met this other guy um, a few days ago, and he said he was uh, libertarian looting, leaning, but he doesn't. Okay. He thinks that uh, people who are, I guess, liberty minded, are too extreme in the fact that I guess when he he used the word anarchy, and I was trying to explain to him that there's more than one definition to anarchy, and I guess he's talking about like. Uh, you know how you use the term like free or uh, anarcho-capitalist or yeah, yeah. All of those terms can be confusing toward people. What is it that's you know what you might want to ask is what's so extreme about voluntary interactions? That's all I'm in favor. Personal of. responsibility and peace. Yeah, what's extreme about mm-hmm. that? It seems the extreme position is the one that says if you don't obey, we're going to hurt you. That seems extreme to me. Right. Yep. Blowing up uh, have a- people around the world for freedom. Any other thoughts, sir? 
last question is like, what's the position? Uh, what's the liberty position for abortion? It's, oh, it's a good one. Good yeah, it, uh, thank the, you for the call. Yeah, the, uh, as far as I'm concerned, there's you know obviously two sides. There's uh, this, what 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 they label themselves as pro-choice and and mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, pro-life. But I think that both of those uh, positions can live pretty you know happily in the libertarian world. You know, some people believe that uh, you know a fetus is a human life, and some people believe that uh, prohibition. Um, and this is inside the libertarian movement. Prohibition doesn't work, so. It, prohibiting abortions isn't going to work. No, it'll just drive it underground, just like it's done with uh, the, the drugs, for instance. It'll make it so abortions become more dangerous, and they'll be dealt by criminals, and the women that receive them could be at a much greater risk of injury and possibly even death. That's not what we want. We don't want more death, do we, than we currently have today? Yeah, I, I think that abortion's immoral. I really do. But I don't think that the government is going to do a good job of right. uh, making uh, you know, making abortion stop and go away. I it, think these people, the, the anti-abortion crusade, need to get more creative. Instead of going to government and begging them to imprison the people they disagree with, perhaps they should organize an ostracism campaign that uses market-based techniques to portray the message they're interested in portraying. Or pay women, young women um, that are getting abortions, uh, you know, pay them to go through the uh, gestation process. Give them a little and, incentive, huh? And, you know, you can imagine that there are a lot of people in America right now that would absolutely pay a young woman. Is all they have to do is connect them. Pay yeah. the young woman to go through the process and, you know, so that they can have a baby. It's a neat idea. Again, just two ideas about how the marketplace might be able to handle uh, that particular And nobody goes to jail. Let's talk to Sam here uh, from the Obscure Truth Network. Of course, we've talked about your videos in the past, Sam, and we've had you on the program. I expect uh, we'll have you on more in the future. Today, you were giving a presentation here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Again, there was so much going on. It was one of the things I I selected as something I was interested in uh, because I love the idea of uh, the law of attraction, the idea that like attracts like. And what you put out there is what you get back. And you were uh, giving that presentation today. Can you, you know, give us a summary for brand new listeners that maybe have never come across the these notes. ideas? <laughs> sure. It's uh, the law of attraction is really the idea that um, you are in control of your thoughts, and what you choose to focus on is really going to guide you in the direction that your life takes. And that's it's going to do that exact same thing whether you're conscious of what you're asking for or whether you're not. So what we did was bring up um, some uh, ideas as to, or some examples to show, you know, here's how people may perceive a, an incident like a speeding ticket, and you know, what what kind of things do people make up about a speeding ticket, and how does that attract more negative things into into life? So it it was an example of kind of how to shift out of that regular way of thinking into. Focusing on what you want and what you're willing to create. When you use the term regular way of thinking, uh, I think what, one of the ways I understand that is that most people, they, they live kind of life by default. They just sort of bounce around out there and they feel like what happens happens and they can't do anything about it. And they, they, they're constantly reacting to the things that happen. And they, they say, well, you made me feel this way. You, how dare you make me feel so angry? And, yeah, I'm sorry, I can't make you feel anything. It's all up to you to choose how you feel, and you can actively be in control of your feelings at all times. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. You're really in the driver's seat as to how you perceive uh, the events that happen in your life. 
Exactly. So you, instead of just sort of bouncing around and having circumstances affect you, you more focus on your goals in life and what it is you want to see happen. For instance, we would like to see a voluntary society come about. Absolutely. So instead of, instead of pushing against government or just standing back and saying, oh, this sucks, we keep getting these parking tickets and oh, all these taxes, oh, life is terrible, we're thinking about what it is we're looking to achieve, and we're moving in that direction, and because of that focus... That's why we're getting the things that we're looking for, whereas the other people are just confused about why life is treating them the way it is. Well said. There's more to talk about, though, because I think that you built a lot of bridges. When we talked about Law of Attraction, we've talked about it in the past. Some of our listeners who are the more skeptical mindset, and I understand because that's where I've come from, they were pretty concerned with the whole idea, and I think we built some interesting bridges today. I want to talk more about that here in moments, and you can take control as well. Even in these remaining moments, this is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Only moments remain. We'll try to sneak you in here. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And uh, Sam is joining us from the Obscure Truth Network. Where can people find your videos, Sam? Uh, right now they're out on YouTube, which is youtube.com slash obscure truth, O-B-S-C-U-R-E-D. Obscure Truth. Yes. Very good. All right, so uh, we're here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2008, the remaining hours. Uh, this is the final night. I'm sure it's going to be a huge party uh, around the uh, the bonfire, which is going on right now, as well as the Seiko CAI Fun Tent. If you aren't here this year, there will be another one next year. So be sure you go to freestateproject.org to keep up to date uh, with what's going on with the, with the Free State Project. Uh, in these remaining moments, Sam, we were talking a few moments ago about uh, the presentation you gave today about the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. And if you missed out on it... You know, you should have recorded it. It really was that good. I know you yeah, were talking about, about that. It. Maybe next year. Okay. Uh, but you did a great job because we've talked about it on this program before. And, and if to anybody just tuning into this show and you think this is this show's about politics, well, you don't know Free Talk Live very well. Uh, we're about improving people's lives, I think, and of course giving you the opportunity to to speak your mind on the radio. Um, so you know, throwing the, off the chains of the state and the government is one way to improve your life. But another way to improve your life is to really focus on the things that you want. Instead of focusing on the lack of the things that you want, uh, instead of focusing on not having those things, you focus on actually having them and attaining them. Like attracts like. That's the law of attraction. That's the idea. There's no, scientif- there's no science involved here. And there's no way that we can scientifically prove it to you. So I understand the skepticism that people have because I at one time had that level of skepticism. But I've seen so much evidence in my life that this is valid. That, that this really does exist out there, that what you focus on, you get. I mean, there's no, it's not chance that I'm sitting here right now doing this radio show on 40 stations around the country. Absolutely. It's because you had a vision for what you wanted to create in your life and where you wanted to go, and you started um, lining up those thoughts and then taking action towards it to achieve it. But when you start talking about these ideas and someone listening with a skeptical mind is, is tuning in, and they immediately start trying to punch holes in it, as they should. Good. Mm-hmm. That's what people should do because it's challenging to us. And so when you were giving that presentation today, you expected to have some people with some skepticism in the audience. I was hoping for it. And it it. turns out that you did, and as as was I, because those are the challenging questions that we need to help ourselves grow in our understanding. 
understanding of these ideas. And I think that what happened today in your presentation was building some bridges between sort of the, uh, the, the crystal holding uh, patchouli <laughs> oil. Uh, what, how would you describe those people, Mark? Well, I, I always use the terminology woo-woo. Yeah, but, the, um, the woo-woo people <laughs> and, and all of the, you know, sort of the mysticism that might surround these right. ideas. You know, you can take, one can take the idea of, uh, of the law of attraction and, and you know, you're, you creating the universe with your own mind a bit too far. I mean, if you get your leg amputated by a train, you're probably not going to be able to cauterize the wound with your mind. Right. Uh, you know, you'd have to be a pretty advanced individual to do such a thing. Perhaps it's possible. Not me. Who knows? Yeah. But it's probably best to, to you know, to, to line your thoughts up and, and, and you know, get, get into uh, valuing and focusing on the hospital. Yeah. Or the... I- <laughs> There are some very, very practical examples of, you know, ways you can apply this in your life to just achieve, you know, smaller things, or it can be also a very big vision that you may have for the world to to bring about a voluntary society, for instance. And you mentioned the smaller things, and that's something we touched on today, and I think it's something that bogs a lot of people down when they come across this message, maybe via um, sort of mass market movies like The Secret, which a lot of people have seen and talk about. You know, the secret really seems to focus on the little things like getting a nice car mm-hmm. or, you know, winning the lottery or, or something like that. And I guess that's understandable because they're marketing to the types of people that have a lot of debt and they're very uh, materialistic in those ways. But the group you were talking to was a group of people that had no debt whatsoever for the most part. So a lot of those things weren't really exciting to them, whereas a bigger vision of a personal freedom or a voluntary society was much more exciting to them. Yeah. Now, th- those are the examples of some of the you know practical things that you can attain once you are using the law of attraction. What I tried to focus on in the talk that we had today was really how to look at yourself, change yourself, and and the way that you interpret your circumstances or your situation and what you make up about that and whether or not you're living life really from a set of circumstances that exist around you or your vision and where you're going in life. And the circumstances are something else I wanted to touch on because I think those can confuse people. You get things all muddled together and you start to not really understand what we're talking about. So, for instance, one of the spe- a great skeptic question is, well, what about the lottery? I mean, uh, there's a bunch of people that really, really, really want to mm-hmm. win the lottery, but only one person wins it. What's well, wait up a with minute, that? Wait a minute. Can't two people get the same number and both win the lottery? Well, that much, that much is true. But, uh, but uh, there's a lot of people that want to win and aren't winning. And, and they don't yeah. win. And so as, uh, as one of the persons point, uh, per, pointed out earlier, that can provide them evidence that there is no law of attraction. It's all just a bunch of hocus pocus. But what I suggested on that particular point was that what we're dealing with here is physical reality. Now, we're talking about two concepts, the idea that you can get what you want by focusing on it, and then the law of attraction sort of lines up circumstances to allow you to get what you want as long as you stay focused on that. But then even in the world of circumstances, we have this physical reality where, for instance, there's a light on over there in this tent that we're at. Right. And I can focus as much as I want and intend that the power's going to go out. But it's not, yeah, it's not going to go out because someone else had already intended to create electricity and the, the transmission lines to get it from one point to another right. and light bulbs and their intentions so they were... They used the power of physics you know, to do what it is that they're, they're, you know, they were wanting to do. They created this wealth. And we talk about wealth creation on this program and wealth creation is obviously very important but the, the wealth exists. The light bulbs mm-hmm. work in a certain way and our intentions, our thoughts cannot necessarily change it. So that's why the lottery example is a poor example because someone created the lottery, they set up rules and then people choose to play that particular lottery. There's still rules being played by here. 
Yes, and a lot of beginners focus on really the the end result or the how. Like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to get there? Where it's really the end result is actually what you want to focus on. And a lot of people get bogged down in the how am I going to get from point A to point B. And that's where all of the circumstances exist. The vision and your, you know, what you're creating is is just in your head, and it's a frame of mind. And being able to hold that and always be working towards it is what really makes people effective in life. Absolutely, because it's out there. As long as you want it, it will be out there for you to reach. But it's probably not going to happen in 24 hours. It, these things can can take some time, and and that's okay because we don't necessarily want the things that we want to manifest immediately for mm-hmm. us. Uh, one of the one of the other questions was if two people are going for the same job and they both really want it, how does that work out? There, I thought of an example afterwards about Jack Welch when he replaced uh, the CEO for GE, found his successor. He narrowed it down to a list of three and said, one of you is going to get it, two of you are going to go. The one uh, person that he did pick became the CEO. The other two left the company. One of them, I believe, is working for Home Depot as a CEO, and the other Mm -hmm. is the CEO of Lowe's. So they all three got the CEO position that they were after. It's the how that you know maybe was a little different than what they expected. Right, which is why I think it's important when you're when you're utilizing this uh, concept, the law of attraction, to focus on a, a wider picture. I mean, yes. yes, you can have the Ferrari. You can. It's just that it's not necessarily going to materialize. Don't get locked down into it's this job and it's these set of circumstances yeah. that are going to come about to create that. Exactly. So the, if you focus on wealth. If you focus on increasing your wealth, then eventually you'll have a, you'll have more than enough money to where buying the Ferrari is like no big deal yeah. anymore, right? You just focus on your cert- on uh, where you want to go and, and what it is you're up to creating. Inevitably, we'll talk more about this as uh, as time goes on on the show because I find it uh, a great uh, concept. And, and, and even if it isn't true, it's still positive to believe in because it doesn't hurt and to believe that a, you get what you want. I, I see tangible results in my life. So do I, every single day. Thanks, Sam, for coming on the program tonight. Thank and thanks for coming to PorkFest, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, as we broadcast in the remaining moments. Let's talk quickly to Micah in South Carolina. Micah, you're on Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 